0: Welcome back to Movie Mastery in Theaters Now. I'm your host, John. Over there is Jeff. Together, we watch the movies you send us to go see, and for, well, I guess I now it's last month, but for the other month, the winner of our in-theater poll was Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. which I believe was the winner of everyone's poll for everything last <laughs> yeah. month. I think it won a whole lot of polls. So, uh, we are, as we always do on this show, going to start start out with the non-spoiler review of this. So if you haven't seen it then don't worry, you can still listen to this for a little bit until we play the music. Mhm. And then we're going to dive right into it now. This is a 3-hour movie, mm-hmm. so we're Probably not going to do the full play-by-play. No, and it's just a big old victory lap anyway. I mean, we're just going to be talking about our favorites all the way through. So, real quick, what would you say is the best spoiler in this movie? No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's when Snape kills Trinity. (laughs) With Rosebud. So... I would say uh, my spoiler-free review of this is it actually works much better than, I would say, Infinity War did. Uh, Infinity War really felt like an entire movie that was setting up for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, while the whole three-hour runtime and everyone being freaking out about having to go to the bathroom or whatever, honestly, it flew by for me. Yeah, that's true. Like, it... It's an entertaining enough movie that I wasn't sitting there going like Ugh, this is taking forever, mm. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree with you on the first point. I actually liked Infinity War more, war more than Endgame. Weird. Although I was not here to discuss Infinity War with the fine people. Uh, Indeed, th- that, that was, was uh, that was Claire and I. Yeah, that was uh, Claire. Did that re- took my spot for that review, thankfully, because uh, I was very busy having a baby. Uh, yeah, you were just pushing one out, just pushing out babies like I do every day. Uh, so I, I wasn't here to tell you all about it, but I to me that's kind of the retur- the Empire Strikes Back to this Return of the Jedi. Uh, although I don't dislike this. Movie. Anyway, and I don't dislike Return of the Jedi in any way, so <laughs> please don't read into that. I love Return of the Jedi. I just, I just think Empire Strikes Back is a tiny bit better. Uh, and and so I, I loved this film. It was great. Uh, the only thing, I, the only negative stuff I'm going to say is weird little nitpicks and my standard w- what horrible people were near me in the theater report. Yeah, which I do love. I yeah. love the. <laughs> the what was going on near Jeff in this movie yeah, report. We, we couldn't see this one at the same time so that meant that John got to have his regular pleasant normal experience in the theater and I got to sit next to a monster <laughs> Uh, yeah so you know spoiler free it delivers on a lot of the setup Basically, anything that you were hoping to see, you probably saw in this movie. It's honestly kind of crazy that this thing manages to be the culmination of 22 previous movies and still hit all the things that like so many of the old things you wanted to see. Yeah. Like the stuff that people are reaching for now. They're like, oh, I'm sad this wasn't an endgame are such straw grasps. There's a couple of legitimate questions about what isn't in this that could have been. But when people are like, well, how come Lady Sif and Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp weren't there? And you're like, <laughs> calm down. My dude. <laughs> No one was like, oh, God, please give me more Lady Sif. I mean, they were doing that for, like, Ragnarok, yes, but come on, we've moved past it. We've gotten beyond that. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert. I guess Jamie I- Alexander does not reprise the role of Sif in this film. I oh, guess. No. That, I guess that's the. Uh, and, and neither does uh, I forget who played Ghost. Reply reprise the role of Ghost. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be plenty of side characters and things that don't show up. Yeah. But so many do that it's ridiculous. I mean, there's some there's some side characters. I'm not even sure if you saw them all. I saw one that blew my goddamn mind. Ugh. Yeah. So overall, very positive. Very good. I don't even know who we're doing this for. Everyone's already seen this. Well, I mean, that's if this shows up on your feed and you haven't seen it yet, because I I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I have to stay off the internet for two weeks because I can't go see yeah, it. Yeah, there are a lot of people in our Twitter feed that have been like, oh, okay, everybody, bye for two weeks because I can't see the movie for a while. And I'm like, remember when you didn't give a shit about spoilers? I wonder if it was that you didn't give a shit about spoilers or if you just didn't have this unfettered access to everyone else's constant opinions. See, that's really more of it for me is yeah. that I feel like it's less, oh, uh, people care more about spoilers now than it is there is a constant stream of people talking about whatever to you yeah that's very true i mean in my case i've always been more or less immune to spoilers because i've got the memory of a small goldfish yeah i mean um, i always forget there's also all of those studies that show that being spoiled spoiled for a thing doesn't ruin it yeah because if something's good it's not going to be good because it's like a shocking twist it's going to be good because it's good yeah no, that's true but anyway it is completely worthwhile it-, it culminates the film so well uh i would say This is still spoiler-free. The movie is very much a culmination of the six core Avengers storylines. So if you're hoping to go in this and basically see Captain Marvel 2, you're not going to. Well, uh, no, this is... They're setting her up for a future Avengers movie. Yeah, this is very much the... I mean, we knew at the end of Infinity War, when basically the original Avengers were the only ones left, that we were looking at something that was really going to get to the core of what Avengers is, because that's been the tentpole of this entire series of movies. Yeah, but it's completely worth seeing. It's is—it's an experience. You might as well see it. A movie like this isn't going to happen especially often. Oh, yeah. I mean, technically, a Marvel movie happens two to three times a year. No, but uh, something like this, like the level of hype and excitement for this... Mm I mean, I would say since Phantom Menace, we haven't had anything where people were this excited about a movie. I'd say this is kind of the second big success for Marvel, uh, because the first one was the first Avengers movie, where they kind of proved that they could do it. In 2012, when the when the first Avengers came out, they were like, we can do this. We can make five to seven movies and then have a sequel to all of them at once. Yeah, And people had never seen anything like that before, and it was astonishing. I mean, technically they had, because of the universal monster movies of the 30s. Uh, <laughs> but that wasn't really a That's not- tight coherence no. universe. No, that is true. That is very true. But I am really looking forward to more of that dark universe. I don't I think they're going to give up on the logo and stuff. I just I was so disappointed just a couple days ago because I saw an interview with Elizabeth Smith Moss who'd been cast in the Invisible Man movie mm. where her you know, her only quote was I'm not the Invisible Man stop asking. Huh. Like they're like she she was like no that's silly. The Invisible Man is a man. Stop and I was like no, you don't have doesn't have to be. No one gives a wet fuck about who the Invisible Man is. <laughs> It's not like he's Batman. No one's going to get mad if he's not Bruce Wayne. Uh, So anyway, anyway, anyhow, go see it. There you go. Go go see it. We both highly recommend it. And we're going to play a little bit of music. And then we will be back with a full spoilerific, watch out if you ain't seen it, review of Avengers Endgame.
1: This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end my only friend the end
0: and here it is we are ready to dive into this end game there is there's a lot of ground to cover here. Mm-hmm. So, so remember when I mentioned that I saw a character briefly in a flash in this movie that uh-huh. I wasn't even sure if you had seen. Guess I don't know. Howard the Duck. Oh, really? Yep, he's in there. I did not see. He him. He comes out with a rifle. He's when uh, when all the big portals open up uh-huh. and all the various armies come through. He's in with the Ravagers. Huh? Yeah, he's uh, standing behind a big blue Ravager dude. And he's got like a rifle in one hand. So <laughs> so we've, there's Howard. Howard. So many his, Howard Easter makes eggs. his third appearance in the in the uh, MCU. Wow. First time without. Seth Green voicing him. I was I was really happy to see him because notably that I think that means he's on Earth now if uh, he if he wants to stay. I mean he could probably go back to space back through the port I, They don't really cover the Denouement of that big Super Final battle sequence. So no. so we don't know if all those like I mean does do the wizards give the Wakandans a ride home again? How, I mean you'd hope that yeah. I, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that that means that if Howard feels like staying on Earth because, shoot, he'd be on a world he never made, yeah. then then that's a thing that can happen. That is a thing that could happen. Yeah. Boy, I cannot wait for that <laughs> big reveal that Howard the Duck is coming. I mean, there is technically the next movie that would make sense for him to be in is probably Guardians 3 again. Yeah. And especially because James Gunn's the only person who gives a shit about hiding <laughs> him in the movies. <laughs> Uh, I probably have gone back to space and just show up in a bar or something, but still it was neat to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So where do you want to start the beginning? I mean, we'll start at the beginning. Like I said, I don't really need to do a play by play, but the, the opening scene is really good. It's, it definitely lets you know that this is going to be, uh, about sort of the emotional struggle of dealing with the loss. Mm -hmm. that happened at the end of infinity war when we open with hawkeye and his family Mm -hmm. and him just losing everything yeah he's out at his ranch uh it really draws a fun parallel to you know how both him and and scott were the two who got put on like yeah the house arrest house arrest where scott lives in a san francisco bungalow and so his house arrest is like a 50 square foot postage stamp where where uh hawkeye lives in this giant ranch so he could just go where the fuck ever oh yeah he's (laughs) like oh i'm under house arrest of course my house is 12 acres so meh yeah Was I? that was my first thought when I saw him. I was like, God damn, how did he get so much freedom? I remember what Scott had to go through. Oh, oh, he just owns a huge amount of land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, having that, and of course, the one thing I'll talk about there is, is this a setup for, like, the Kate Bishop-esque Hawkeye with his daughter? There's a Disney Plus Hawkeye show in the works where he does train a protege. Mm. It's just called Hawkeye or something, so we don't we don't know if it's going to be Kate Bishop or if it's going to be Hawkeye's daughter, who I think was named, like, Jane or something. So we have no way of knowing uh, if, if it is or not. If it is, she's not a good enough archer. She's already, like, 14, and she's still learning basics. Hey, man, she got a bullseye. Yeah, I, sure but Kate Bishop is as good or better than Hawkeye. Yeah. So I don't know if that, I think they might want to go with someone else. <laughs> But that, I mean, honestly, I this movie set up a lot of little teasers for a Young Avengers movie, and yeah. I want it bad. And I, I want Kate Bishop to be Kate Bishop and not Hawkeye's daughter, because Hawkeye's daughter grew up on a weird ranch in Montana or something. And is yeah. Kate Bishop was one is like circus people trained. <laughs> I, so that gives her, a, it's like circus of crime trained or some nonsense. So that gives Aren't her a she's, lot. She's the Robin of the Young Avengers. Yeah, she really is. And it gives her a lot of fun shit for when she has a main story. Uh. So I, I want her to have that. All right. Yeah. So that's. So, anyway, his family gets dusted to, uh, what was that, a cover of a Leonard Cohen song, probably? I don't know. If not, then it should have been. Yeah. (laughs) So, then, of course, we've got uh, picking up pretty much right after the loss where everyone's like, we gotta go fuck up Thanos. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that their whole thing with Thanos is just fuck him. Let's go kill him. Fuck it. Let's go <laughs> fuck this dude up. I mean, we get a lot of stuff in that scene. We, we learn pretty quickly that Nat, uh, that Black Widow has kind of gone off the deep end and become work obsessed uh, because she didn't have all that much of a strong grasp on on uh, her, her guilt complexes before half the world died right in front of her. So she's having a tough time. Well, I mean, they get And we get a little, like, lineup. Yeah, I mean we get uh, Thor in there being all sad. We get Captain Marvel shows up. Well, she isn't even in the room. It's hilarious. They do a whole thing where they do a lineup of holograms of Avengers, like like uh, Thor and Nat are the only people who are actually in the room for the conversation. But we get a, basically a list of who's alive, and and then all of them excuse themselves for the duration of the film, Ex- except Rocket. Rocket's still hanging, uh, hanging and bang, ha- hang, Rocket's around, but basically of the people in the lineup, it's Rocket and uh, Rhodey. But then also Okoye, who's just like, oh, there was a there was a what was it a uh, earthquake under. Water pretty close to like China or something. And Nat was like, Well, what are you going to do about it? And she was like, It's an earthquake. We're not going to do anything about it. We (laughs) we didn't respond to earthquakes before the snap. <laughs> and uh Captain Marvel shows off the one bit of character development she's going to receive this film uh two bits I guess uh cool new haircut and a well, sa- not yet, yeah. she doesn't get her cool new haircut until after i was I thought that was this scene I thought no. that was the scene where Rob. well anyway, eventually during the movie, she gets her pixie cut, and she was she gets her sash yeah, uh those are pretty much the main things that Captain Marvel does this movie so <laughs> man they uh they get to go out to space and do they rescue? Well, we get Stark in the, in space f- before they rescue. Yeah, him. I was gonna say. Yeah. Do they? Is the first thing they do go to Thanos or go to Stark? They go to Stark because Stark's there when they get Thanos. Is he? Oh wait, no, no he, he isn't. He, no, he does. He wants no part of it. That's right. Uh Then I don't remember that specific order. I, the reason I thought Stark was there is because Ruffalo's there in the uh, in the Hulk Buster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's so many things. Happening. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. but we get. Anyway, thanks mu- for listening. Pretty much the, the Stark business that we got from the trailer, but expanded upon. So him just being real sad and ready for death. Playing paper football with Nebula. It's been 22 days since the snap and he's just running out of everything on this. And if I can say Nebula is far and away the breakout. I know she's already been in two other movies. She is far and away the breakout character of this. Oh, she gets, she gets so much more business now. She gets a tremendous amount of business throughout the course of the film and she is so good in this. Yeah, Karen Gillan. Yeah. So, so uh Karen Gillan is mad about uh kicking little field goals with paper footballs but then she wants to keep learning it and she's keeping Tony alive cuz she's a cyborg so she'll stay alive longer than him anyway. Yeah, the The entire thing is just sort of very depressing, Mm -hmm. but uh, they get get saved by Captain Marvel. Yeah, in the first one of the big nitpick questions that the internet has for the film, which is, uh, how did she know where they were? Like, she just seems to show up where they are. I'm not worried about this one. As far as nitpicks go, I was like, this isn't a big deal. Rocket probably has a GPS for the Benatar, yeah, and he just gave it to her and was like, here, go check and see if any of the Guardians are on my ship. Yeah. It's weird that they haven't shown up yet. So yeah the the assassination attempt on Thanos which successful uh but the that final bit where they go up there and they're like, all right, let's fucking get Thanos. And he's like, nah, I don't give a shit, man. And everyone's into it. Captain Marvel is... Comp- or no, I'm sorry, Captain Marvel's into it, yes. But but uh, Captain America is like, yeah, let's go fucking get him. Screw this guy. Let's fuck this dude up. Yeah. Let's go kill Thanos. damn, It's been it's, almost it's, a month and everything's fucked. It's Marvel who leads the charge. Carol's just like, all right, I'm here. I'm, I'm here on the planet with you guys. Fine. Uh, what are you going to do here? I'm going to go kill Thanos. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they find him on his farm planet and he's all kinds of fucking... Yeah, I mean, they only find him because there was a large burst of energy like they hadn't seen since the snap of the Infinity Stones. So they're like, oh, we finally know where he is because of this energy burst. Yes. And they go and see him and they're like, what the hell was the energy burst you did two days ago, you dickhead? He's like, I used the stones to destroy the stones. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that no one could undo what I did. (laughs) Ha ha! Get fucked. And then he says one of those Thanos lines that has to be something from the comics. where he's like, I am Thanos. I am inevitable. Yeah. I did it for death. I'm in love with death. Have you seen death's rocking tits? <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, they, they do, in fact... Well, first they cut the gauntlet right off him. Yeah. Uh, and then Thor ends the conversation in the middle of it and just cuts his head off. He's trying to be nice to Nebula and and he's... Just, that. Now we know Iron Man's there because Nebula's there for him to talk to. Yeah. He's like, daughter, perhaps I was too harsh on you. And that those are his last words before his head comes off. Yeah. And that means Nebula's there and that means Iron Man... Well, Iron There's, Man isn't there. He he's isn't in there, the hospital. But he did get rescued first. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, they, they cut his head off, but that doesn't do anything. No. In fact, we cut to five years later. Yep. With a really, really slow revi- the letters- when you're wondering why this movie is three hours long, a large part of it is five years earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Sideways? <laughs> So yeah, five years go by, and what happens over the course of five years? Uh, a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, I don't wh- know why there are so many goddamn boats around the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, so apparently the world reacts by becoming kind of a post-apocalypse world. Although let's be let's be real here. There's about 6.8 billion people on the planet. You cut them in half, you got 3.4 billion people. That's the population of the Earth in 1970. Uh, it's not like Wrigley Stadium was abandoned in 1970. They're playing baseball games in it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a, a lot of people just, I guess, stole the dead rich people's boats and went to go live in <laughs> huddled squalor around the Statue of Liberty. It's very weird because it, uh, it all looks like transport a, ships. It's a weird mix, is the thing. There's a lot of like Mad Maxi and oh my god, the world has been abandoned. So you like, you see San Francisco and there's just cars on the street where they where they uh, where people who were driving the car dusted right out of existence and no one's moved the car since then. Yeah, but by the same token, someone put Ant Man's van into storage. for him uh even though his whole extended ant-man universe got dusted as far as we know uh and and also in San Francisco, someone took the time to build a huge amount of giant marble monuments to the dead. So we're doing some stuff, but leave another. It's almost like they wanted to leave a little veneer of Mad Maxiness. Well, yeah, because they're like, okay, after the snap, we have to show that shit got really fucked up. And I think a lot of the like the cars in the streets or things like that is really coming from people not being able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, just, it, the... I find it weird that they had an easy time getting a van off of, uh, off a roof, but not... And specifically, it was only on that roof because that's the building that shrinks and grows. Yes. So how the hell they got it down from there is a weird, interesting mystery. Oh, they shrunk it. They, 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 none of them can shrink the building. Everyone who knows how to shrink is either in the quantum realm or dusted. <laughs> that's not true. We don't know what happened to Goliath. I, I was going to say, what's up with Bill Foster? Actually, I have, a, I have a theory that he is in the final battle. Uh, uh, because there's a... Otherwise, there's a timing error in the, in the filming of sequence of the final battle. Uh, I like to correct in my head by thinking that that uh, Goliath shows up uh. but anyway I'm just saying it's it's an interesting mix. Like New York's harbor is completely full of like huddled refugee boats. Uh, which is weird because why would anyone be refugeeing anywhere? who's out of space? There's there's twice as much space. Um but no, that was the one thing. Because again, it's not like it's personal ships, like, oh, this is some dude's boat. Mm-hmm. It was like, what is this? Oh, these are like transport ships yeah. for cargo. Yeah. It was also a lot of yachts in there. And then when when you first see Cap coming in and talking about how the five years have gone by, he's like, Hey, I just saw a pot of whales at in the Hudson because there's you know less pollution and less ships, and I was like, No other, we just saw the we, there's in, in the harbor's completely full of ships, Cap. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, the harbor is. Yeah, I guess the Hudson isn't, so there's whales in it. you uh, a place for whales, but sure, whatever. But um, I think it's important thematically that it starts with cap just at a support group. Uh, like, yes. Yeah. The, Doing whole... the the most the, the saddest scene in, and, and and I mean sad in terms of why did you do this. Yeah. Um but anyway, go ahead. No, but the the same thing with starting on hawkeye for the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. starting on cap in the support group is very much why you see vans and shit on the side of the road cuz people are like, yeah, I can still go to a job, but what is it fucking that like I just found out that there as a cosmic being that destroyed half of the people on Earth. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I can see that a lot of people would have abandoned their posts. Um, and he's he's basically talking through a support group with a bunch of people who are like, hey, let's try and find reasons to go on. Yeah. I mean, and it almost entirely culminates in one of the directors of the movie. Yep. Uh, Joe Russo playing a man who went on his first date with another man recently. Uh, and that conversation almost entirely exists. They could be like, fine, see, we're not afraid of gay people. We'll put, we'll put gay people in the Marvel movies. Uh. You know, we'll have a straight guy who's also in the 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 crew anyway play one i guess even though he's not like uh, and he doesn't have superpowers or nothing, and he's in the movie for four seconds. Yeah, but we, but we did it, so you can't say we didn't. Well, that's why I'm really looking forward to them getting all that X Men license, so we can get like big gay North Star and give me a gay Colossus. I mean, they'll have to do the Ultimates version, but why not? That's the ultimate Nick Fury. Eh. Yeah, so it's a okay by me if they want to put in some some gay X. I mean, they're gonna they've already said that they're probably gonna do a gay lead in, in the Eternals movie, mm. which I'm really curious to see how that even works. Man, I'm really worried about. that. Like, that's what I don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, yeah. We see that Cap is still trying to find ways to be Captain America. In this case, he's leading just an ordinary support group, which he is doing in uniform. Um, And he goes back to see Nat, who's even sadder. Well, yeah, because five years, she has just buried herself in trying to essentially save the world yeah and she's talking to a coy who's like hey we just picked up definite examples of barton um killing his way across saudi arabia it's definitely him he's definitely murdering a bunch of people he murdered a whole mexican cartel yeah uh so i'm afraid to go find him honestly but i feel like you probably want at least want to have the updates of where he is yeah uh so we know something's going on with with hawkeye i'm not sure we we aren't sure what yet but something bad and the uh the Cap and Widow scene here of them just being like, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck to do. Like, it is yeah. it is amazing that they really spend a lot of time at this beginning part of the movie lingering on, like, the heroes don't have a plan. They don't have anything to do. There isn't a, like, oh, yeah, and, well, you know, we may have lost, but we picked ourselves back up, and now we're doing whatever. They're just kind of like, I don't know, I'm lost. Yeah, I mean, definitely five years have gone by, which probably is five years where new supervillain show up and we're doing super villaining um but but uh I, it, it seems like they're just bored well i mean what new super villain is going to show up after half the population dies at that point you're just kind of like man what do i care i don't know like an opportunistic one i don't someone who's like hey finally my t- my chance has come <laughs> i mean i honestly i've i've been c- very curious about this like just sort of as a as a curiosity note um which super villains that are still alive did and didn't get dusted like did mordo get dusted it would be interesting if he did. Yeah. I mean, t- if he got dusted, he'd come back and be like, be like, "Okay, that was that's I hate wizards. What happened?" "A wizard saved everybody." Ugh. I hate wizards. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because this whole movie is about time shenanigans. He's like, "That was my whole reason for hating wizards." Yeah, except that it was the wizards' plan. But all but also um like abomination! What's going on with him? We know he's still kicking around. He's at some Arctic storage facility. What if he didn't get dusted, but his guards did? Ugh. He's just Emil Blonsky running around abominationing everywhere. Well, I mean, that's assuming he can get out. That's true. We don't know. He, if he may can. he may have just starved to death and now is dead. Yeah, it could be that. That could be the end of Emil Blonsky. Anyway, uh, they, yeah. So they're they're settling in from fatigue because they just they they can't figure out how to get past the the bad vibes. Meanwhile, in one of the most controversial scenes in the film, even though I think it's just fine, uh, in a storage center somewhere in San Francisco. The biggest hero of this movie shows up. A rat. A rat. <laughs> a, a rat crawls over the control panel on the van and unleashes Ant-Man from his five years in the subatomic universe. Mm-hmm. Which for him was only five hours. But it—it it is entirely likely that had this rat not existed none of this would have happened everyone's real mad about this rat I don't know why I'm like whatever it's comic books it's, contrivances yeah. are a thing it's fine would, I mean would they have been happier if it had just been some kid who went up on that roof and was like "Ooh, need a van with a bunch of cooling buttons beep beep boop boop Ant-Man comes out because well, like just get Ken Kenney- Jeong to just go in there and be like I'm gonna fuck around with this thing in storage because I'm the storage guy oh yeah that could work you could also have it that Louise didn't get uh, snapped any he spent five years trying to figure out how to press those button so that it makes ant-man come out of there yeah but ultimately this was a fast way to do it yeah and then we get a lot of business of scott walking around san francisco being like what the fuck happened because he has a- no idea this is easily the most mad max scene in the movie because he comes across some boy who's just slowly riding his bike down a street full of cars that are just parked in the middle of the road and he's like you there boy what day is it his christmas day <laughs> he was like what happened kid and the kid just kind of goes a slow look at him look away start riding his bike again. And I was like, I, you know, in the very next scene in this movie, we're going to see a bunch of happy kids ask Hulk for, for a selfie. Like, it's it's weird that this one kid's the one who's like, no, I have a darker pet. Pa- I'm Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I mean, he, it affects everybody differently. Yeah. I mean, maybe this kid's parents got dusted. Yeah. And the two kids in the diner were like, oh, nothing happened to us. We got super lucky. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he goes wandering through this weird abandoned, overgrown San Francisco and then comes across a very tasteful monument to the dead which yeah. is which has been erected since then because that's what they put all their uh their reconstruction budget towards was was building this fancy statue thing and uh he find he's looking for names for his family and finds his own name on there yeah so he th- so he knows he's been dusted presumably one of the many many people at this monument was willing to fill him in on whatever happened because a little boy didn't the, the kid on the bike wouldn't do it but i'm sure one of these random people at the at the sad memorial would be like oh yeah so basically it's been fine hi ant-man first hi, of all Ant-Man. hey you're in you're in uniform everyone in san francisco knows ant-man uh um, so, But he doesn't see Cassie Lang's name on it, so he knows his daughter's still kicking around, and he runs to go find her. Yeah, and it's also super important because he sees his own name and he's like oh shit she thinks I've been dead for five years yeah and then he goes and sees her and there's no mention of uh, the whether she's been living completely alone or if the step parents are still kicking around yeah we don't know or her her mom and stepdad rather Um, but that's really not important no it is an interesting thought to think that okay she was like 12 when this happened did did she survive five years as an isolated 12 year old or was she doing okay because she had other uh, other family members around yeah I mean interesting question you'd have to assume assume that not everyone around scotland got dusted mm-hmm. like even if louise did the rest of the ex-con crew wouldn't yeah oh my gosh did you read that the dude one of the ExCon con crew dudes i think his name is david dastalmation was recently cast by james gunn in the suicide squad movie ah. he's the one the russian one uh-huh and he was cast as polka Dot man wowzers yeah so good for him uh Anyway, uh, yeah, so we get a nice little tearful reunion there. Yeah, it doesn't lead to much. I was really kind of hoping for... I mean, this is a, basically a setup for Young Avengers. Yeah, it's more Young Avengers stuff, because yeah. Cassie can be Stature now. And- yeah, or if she wants to be... They want to do the alternate Cassie that can make her... Uh, I think it's Red Queen. Meh. Oh, no, wait, that's Hope Pym. Never mind. Hope yeah, P- no Hope- way. Okay, so uh, anyway, that's the end of his scene, but then he just shows up outside the Venture compound in the van, so I guess he drew, drove the van from San Francisco to uh, DC or upstate New York over the the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that's dumb. That makes perfect sense. That's the kind of thing he would do. Yep. Um, After all, he doesn't have, he he has to conserve his PIM particles, so it's not like he can fly over there on an ant. No, and, you know, I'm sure he's probably uh, got some issues with getting a flight. I Uh, mean, he's dead. Yeah, he's technically dead. Well, I mean, there are so many questions about the technical, the legal status of the deceased and the dusted in this movie that are just best glossed over. Yeah, there's a lot of, but what happens when in this movie? There's a scene where after the snap is unsnapped, spoiler alert, Hawkeye gets a, a phone call with phone uh, with caller ID from his wife, which suggests that he's been paying her cell phone bill for the past five years. Um, th- th- It's just, there's so many little questions that are like, oh, what about people who remarried? What about people who were in boats when it happened and the boats aren't where they are anymore? Like, do they appear on the <laughs> boat because they're tied to the boat or do they appear in the location because they're tied to the location? Yeah, or if they were in airplanes, geez, that's not good. I know. Are they now I, just going to show up in the airplane? What if that airplane is still flying right? Right now, What if the pilot got dusted? Like, because th- that means the airplane crashed and they're going to show up where the crash is and it's at the bottom of the ocean. That's not fun. Uh, so. Yeah, there's there's so many questions about what happens to the Dusted when they come back, which are just best comic book waived. Well, I mean, when Hulk does it, you have to imagine that he's controlling it, and he's not like, yeah, bring the Dusted back, and the gauntlet itself is like, I'm a capricious genie! I'll do the letter of the law! He can just be like, bring the Dusted back, also make sure they're safe. I guess that, yeah, that, that seems reasonable. All right, well, anyway, we should probably push forward, because there's so much more movie. He shows up, and he's like, hey, guys, uh also, I have a wacky idea. It's called time travel. Yeah. Yeah, and he has to have a conversation. This is when we get the big reveal for uh, for Hulk in the movie. When we their Hulk bit, which is that Hulk has spent eighteen months. In a gamma radiation lab test center, like, enclosure, learning to combine himself into green smart Hulk. Yeah, we get Professor Hulk from the comics, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's fine. I was kind of wondering if they were going to do that, and it's it's interesting to me that we got that before we got Mr. Fix-It, but, you know. Well, Mr. Fix-It's really not... I mean, I, I would love to see the Hulk in a suit, too, but he's really not all that useful of a character for a movie where he's not the main character. No. Um, I, I would assume that if they were going to continue Ruffalo... Mm-hmm. That. A Mister fix Fix-It would be a neat way to go. I was a little disappointed, if I'm honest, that when he 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 gets a gauntlet on at one point and basically unsnaps the snap, um, that it didn't turn him gray. Uh. I was really kind of hoping he'd be he just it just fucks up his arm. I was kind of hoping that, that from that point forward he'd be uh, he'd be Gray Hulk, but it's okay. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Really, the only real complaint, one of my core little nitpicks in the movie is the last time we saw Hulk at all was an Endgame, getting the shit beaten out of him by Thanos, and I was really hoping for a little retribution. Mm. Uh, and when we when the final conference at the end of the movie with Thanos occurs he is uh, Hulk is off doing other stuff yeah And it's alright it's fine he's, he is not part of the group that gets to like actually fight Thanos yeah um, but anyway he's smart now so over a huge dish of pancakes and crepes and stuff and some selfies with some kids he has a conversation with Scott who's like hey man you're super smart invent time travel and he's like that's silly I can't I, I, that's not even even if that was a thing that could happen that's not my area of specific expertise yeah you're gonna need you know an I, actual physics you're gonna need iron man who last i checked is an engineer but sure why not he's a physicist <laughs> he's both he's whatever he wants to be iron, man he's, is iron a, man he's all the things uh but iron man is basically taking a pudge p- a pudge he's taking a he's taking a pudge <laughs> sorry guys you can come back in five minutes i'm taking a wicked pudge <laughs> Taking a page out of Hawkeye's book and just went and found some nice little, like, cabin out in the woods somewhere where he has Pepper and a daughter. Morgan Stark named after his weird uncle, who I had to assume is a reference to Morgan Edge. No man. Uh there is a Morgan Stark in the comics. It's his I want to say cousin. Oh okay. Or something. Mm. But also I think there's some other reason it's Morgan. Oh, he says that in Infinity War, when he has the dream about having Yeah, named kid. after your weird cousin or something. Yeah. Um yeah, he wants to name the kid Morgan. Yeah. So anyway, um he is basically he's given up on the hero life, and in fact he's mad at the notion that he should ever return to it. He can't think of a good reason to do so. He's already he's like look I got everything I won as far as Infinity War is concerned. Yeah, because I lived Pepper. and Pepper wi- lived, so yeah, yeah. we're fine, and we don't want to undo it because we have a kid. So you know, fuck along with your dumb time travel theory. Yeah. Um. So they they go out to meet him at his place, and that's basically what he's like. He's like, hey, no, no, not nah, fuck it, we, off. We, it re- it's revealed, you know, in the sidelines that he's building Iron Man armor for for Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Uh. But that's that's as far. As, and then they indeed fuck along. Yeah. And uh, we get a fun scene of them trying to do time travel with the Hulk in charge, which basically just ages and. Deages ages uh scott hey that's still really really impressive for a guy who's like i can't invent time travel i can age and age you i guess well yeah they're i mean he has access to the quantum realm and they're fucking around but he's like oh uh stark says later that they're moving time around scott and then instead of scott around time and i was yeah. like that's an interesting idea i love the idea but the thing i really like is that means that hulk accidentally invented immortality yeah and it's not even really a part of the movie <laughs> <laughs> Well Um, yeah, at that point, I mean, spoilers for the very end of the movie, but when Captain America comes back and he's like, I'm old now, Hulk could just be like, Hold on, put on this suit. (laughs) No, you're not Uh, okay, so, yeah, he can't quite do it, but luckily, this is just like any other Iron Man uh, situation, they leave a bug in his head that's like, hey man, can you invent time travel? And he's like, fuck, yes. i see if I can. So he just stays at home and invents time travel, and then he has to have the conversation with Pepper, who has been for, poor Pepper, for like six movies in a row, has had to just be the don't be a superhero downer. Uh-huh. Every time we talk to her, she's just like, Tony, quit superheroing! <laughs> Uh, she basically has to play the the stereotypical Irish cop's wife movie after movie, and this is where she finally does the thing where she's like, "You're a good husband, Mister Mister Stark, but you're an even better cop." <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, No, go go fix the universe. It's what you do. Jeez. Look, like countless trillions of people died. Maybe get over your shit. Yeah. This is the she finally gets to have a speech where she does be like, Don't do superhero business. Yeah. Um, so he fixes time travel, goes out, and then he drives from wherever the fuck he is to, to uh the Avengers compound. Doesn't just get in his iron suit and fly there, he drives there so that we can see I want to say the fifth shot of Tony Stark driving a cool Audi since uh since we started doing hey, man. movies. Gotta make that money in your billion-dollar movie, I guess. You gotta do it. Yeah. Well, he uh, he also had to take a car, because he's got a bunch of shit in the trunk. That's true. He has the shield, for example. Yeah. He give, he finally gives Cap back the shield, but he hasn't had for quite a long time. Indeed. Cap is shaved, too, by the way, in case you were curious. If in gets... case you were wondering if the beard is gone, and, I don't know, that's the spoiler you were wondering about. <laughs> he loses the beard. The awesome beard is gone. I mean, we know that, because that was in the previews, but whatever. Yeah. Maybe you didn't watch any previews. By the way, somewhere around this point, we get a, talk, a second talk with Captain Marvel, She's got the pixie haircut, which Rocket makes fun of. And also she's like, hey, uh, I'm going to be helping every other planet in the galaxy because they all got snapped, you know. So you probably won't see me for a very long time. Well, yeah. When fucking Widow's like, oh, but we need you down here doing whatever. It's like, look, I'm dealing with literally every other planet. You can handle Earth. I'll tell you, the one thing that that leaves me a little conflicted about is I know that they've been talking, uh, both Brie Larson and Kevin Feige, and I think the director of Captain Marvel have all been saying that they want to do Kamala Harris in, in Cat Two uh-huh. or Marvel Two. Um, and, the longer they keep her off Earth, the harder it's going to be to sell that she's inspiring to young girls everywhere on the United in uh, uh on Earth. So I'm I'm curious how they're going to course correct on that. But anyway, um, yeah. So she's she's just like, hey, you won't see me till the final battle. Bye. And Okoye gives a similar excuse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go take care of Wakanda. Bye. But then they have their their time travel conversation. They're like, all right, well, how do we get the stones back? And Stark's like, all right, well, hear me out. There are certain points in time where multiple stones are in single locations. In fact, there's a brief period in 2012, where, all, where three of the, the, the stones at once are in New York. Yeah. Um, that isn't necessarily completely accurate. They don't know where the hell the time stone is in 2012. They just got lucky that, that Well, the, they just assumed yeah. that Doctor Strange was still the Sorcerer Supreme back then, because they don't know anything about it. Yeah, him. they don't know about it. And they don't know about the fact that that house is three houses of three different locations and blibbity blabbity. uh, But so they're just like, oh, that's where Strange lives, so obviously he'll be there. Yeah. Now, they didn't quite do their math 100% right, because they could have also there was a point where there were two stones in, in As Asgard, they could have gone and gotten both of those. I think there's might, maybe even a point where three stones were in Asgard. Anyway, they, this is what's going to happen. They are going to time travel, and they're going to go to the following three movies. Avengers, Thor 2 The Dark World, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I guess also Guardians of the... Or, or Infinity War. So the following four movies. So we got to get the band back together. Yeah, we have to do that. That's right. And so they get, you know, all the standard people you would get. And then the hard one to get back is Thor. Now well, yeah, they get Hawkeye is the other one who's well, but yeah. do Thor. I'll do Hawkeye. So Thor is one of the more contentious ones in this movie because, you know, you've got fat Thor in this and people were kind of pissed off that they were like, Oh, you're just making fun of fat people or whatever. I mean, there is a point where they say that he has cheese whiz coursing through his veins. Uh, And I get it, I understand that, but also, I think they could have been a little more serious, because the whole point with Thor at this junction is, he's lost basically more than anyone else. He's seen both of his parents die, his brother die, he's had all of his friends die, he had his home get blown up, he lost an eye, he... Uh, blames himself for the snap happening because he wasn't able to stop Thanos. Like, he is fucked up at this point. Yeah, now I really want to talk about where he is. Oh, did, he's in uh, New Asgard, a small town in Norway. Did you recognize when they drive past the sign for the small town in Norway? Did you recognize the name of the city they're in? Because New Asgard was built out of an old city. Oh, Tonberg. Uh, I don't know if you know if you. This is a real deep cut for the movie. Tonberg has been the location of two scenes in previous Marvel movies. Well, it's the place where uh, the Vision of Odin says sure. this could be New Asgard. That makes it or three, this could be Asgard. That actually makes it three scenes in previous Marvel movies. Oh, there you go. In the first Thor movie, they show a scene of uh, the God. God's coming down to earth and fighting frost giants. Uh-huh. Tonberg. Okay. And in the first Captain America movie, uh that's where the tesseract is hidden. Hmm. When they when they go and blow up that wall of the of the of the church to get the tesseract out of it. Tonberg. Huh. It's just a fun little they, they just keep going back to this one little town in Norway. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh so so uh, we go to new Asgard where Valkyrie, if you're wondering if she's back in the movie, she is. She's a fisherman now. Um yeah, basically all of the like very few surviving asgardians are just sort of living humble fisherman life. Let's assume that Sif died off-screen at some point and not from the snap because she's not here. But Korg and back. Yep, they're hanging out in Thor's place. Mm-hmm, I mean, f- they won't come along for the adventure, but no, they show up at the final battle. Yeah, but they're not going to come along for the adventure. No, they will not. Um and still voiced by Tycho YTT, which is great. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he is he's gotten fat, which is let's let's be honest, it looks ridiculous. They put a fat suit on him and they couldn't come up with a way to make his arm not look super chris hemsworth jacked so (laughs) his his he looks ridiculous i I didn't like that they bothered with the fat thing i think they should just had his hair out i mean because the fat suit looks awful no it does they should have just not had him be like shirtless Mm -hmm. if they wanted to be like oh we're gonna do this where he's just sort of let himself go Mm -hmm. put him in clothes and make him look a little bigger that's fine the all of the complaints about that, I was like, well, I mean, it makes sense. He's got just ridiculous crippling depression at this point. Yeah, but the effects are probably the worst effects in the movie. Yeah. And this is a high effects movie. So when you're like, there's a lot of Pegasus battle stuff happening in the end of this film. But the part that's unbelievable is the fat suit they put on Thor. <laughs> the part that is unbelievable of this movie is Chris Hemsworth being fat. Yes, that, that part makes no visual sense. Uh, also, his beard's all ugly and scraggly, and he's a drunk. He's completely always drunk all the time. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're going to send the following teams out. Uh, they basically try to send people to places where they were, um, or at least with a helper. So Captain America... Iron Man. I'm sorry, Iron Man. Yeah, Captain yeah. America, Iron Man, Hulk, and Ant Man are all going to go to uh, the, the the first Avengers to the first Avengers movie and try to recover three of the stones. I think it's space, time, and t- and uh, mind, mind, because they've got the scepter, the tesseract, and then the time going stone. to time stone from the eye. Uh, the was it the reality stone has has only been in a couple of movies, and they can't go take it from the collector. Uh, so they're going to go to Thor two before it goes to the collector and steal it from uh, Natalie Portman's butt. Yeah, so. Thor and Rocket get to go to Thor 2. Uh-huh, which is hilarious that they make reference to Thor 2 at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're like, ah, uh, this is just the worst Marvel movie, and that's what we're gonna do. I think they wanted to go back and be like, hey, guys, we're sorry about the Thor 2. Well, it sets up one of the best reclaimings of a character in the film. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is Thor's mom showing up and yeah, being Frigga like... Frigga came coming back and being like, hey, hey, I'm gonna actually be a character instead of just sidelined. I yeah. have more lines in this movie than I did in every other movie I'm in. Yeah, so Frigga shows up and has a lot of good things to say and I mean it's it's uh, she's she's like hey are you okay and he's like yeah and she's like no you're not I was raised by witches you can't you're not even supposed to be in this reality <laughs> you are from another time yeah <laughs> also he collects a spare me while he's there yeah because you know <laughs> why not there's one in that timeline hey uh, we also get a huge conversation with Hulk and Ant-Man and so on about how time travel works in this story it's a lot of don't worry about it it's basically like hey you can't affect the future with what you do in the past the <sighs> There's a lot of time travel business in this, but I like that as a sort of quit asking about it, but, but it's not because they're like, oh, does it work like back to the future or whatever? And he's like, oh no, you can't affect the past because it'll be your future or whatever, whatever. But then they do anyway. I'm like, ah, you set up this whole thing. where like, oh, you can't affect the past. That won't change anything. And you're like, yeah, but they do. Well, they don't. Uh, Thanos does. Oh, man, they do. Which which one thing do they change that affects the present timeline of the 2019 Avengers 4 movie? Uh, Loki's alive. He never shows up and does anything. He, it's not like he shows up in the final battle and is like, hello, I'm alive. He just vanishes out of a different timeline and is stuck in a different timeline. Because <laughs> b- basically, in Avengers 2012, uh, the the way it all breaks down is the Mind Stone isn't all that complicated to get. So they get it. Um, yeah, Cap has to fight Cap yeah, in and, order to get the staff. Yes. And we have a callback to the elevator scene of Winter Soldier, which is amazing, but then also a lamp shading of the Cap saying Hail Hydra from the comics that everyone fucking hated. Yeah. And he says it here as a way to get the uh, stone from That's... the uh, the Hydra guys. In, in probably the most impressive am- a bit of stunt casting in the movie, they managed to get Robert Redford out of retirement back for a couple of lines. Yeah. That was incredible. I mean, Natalie Portman shows up in this movie for like eight seconds with new footage, just kind of like... I'm I mean we I don't even know if that's it's she fo- came back or if it was just this is leftover footage we didn't use I, It could be leftovers but there's there's conversations she has that weren't in Thor 2 and there's scenes of her waking up and running away from rocket and stuff uh, and then they also bring back Toby Jones as Arnim Zola for literally less than a second and they don't show his face yeah and that can't be old footage because he's in a 70s facility uh-huh that was insane that they bothered Um, but anyway okay so when they try to get the uh, the space stone back there's a whole hullabaloo of nonsense happening happening because they make thor take the stairs blah 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 and what happens hulk. is loki, uh, hulk loki from 2012 avengers like immediately after the 2012 avengers manages to get his hands on the tesseract and then jump through space with it yeah so he vanishes into his own timeline somewhere else in space so he doesn't fuck up their future because he doesn't show up in it he fucks up that weird timeline space line 100 he's going to show up again though yeah, in it, their timeline it's their setup for the uh the loki disney plus series is that he's going to be bouncing around in time, correcting problems throughout history? Oh yeah, it's quantum leap with Loki. It is. That's they haven't even have a name for that that show yet because it won't happen until like two years from now. But it's just a little foreshadowing of that. It doesn't it doesn't break the timeline of the 2019 Avengers Endgame stuff. Uh, meanwhile, Hulk is having a long conversation with Tilda Swinton, returning as the Ancient One. Yeah, uh, and she's she helps by explaining how all this timeline shenanigan works. She's like, hey, if you take a stone out of a timeline, that timeline turns all fucked up and dark. Uh, and if and he's like, yeah, but we'll put the stones back and we're done and she's like oh okay well she's like no and he's like he's like yeah but but Doctor Strange told me I had to do this and she's like Doctor Strange said that okay here's the time stone yeah and that sets up one of my minor nitpicks of the film John Uh Hulk just takes the time stone and, and just hold it remember when it blew up Ronan well, not that one specifically. That's the power stone. Yeah, but you're not supposed to touch any of them. No one is. You're not supposed to be able to touch these things without them messing with you dramatically. Oh man, that's fine. No, it's not. Yeah, Everyone, that's fine. Every other time, I think maybe... it's only the power stone that will fuck you up, and it does fuck uh, Thanos up when he does it again in this movie. That's true. He pulls it out, and well, he, uh, we'll we'll save that for later. Um, but everyone's grabbing these stones all the time in this movie. Everybody's grabbing these stones. They're grabbing you know their stones saying? left and right. Hey, hey. oh. Anyway, remember when Red Skull grabbed the blue stone and he was like, yeah, look at this cool blue stone I just picked up with my bare hands. And then it sends him back in time and makes him be a ghost. (laughs) I mean, he can't touch these stones. It doesn't send him back in time. It sends sends him him through space because it's the space stone. It sends him to Vormir and makes him be a weird ghost man. Uh okay so meanwhile uh in the, space in space Rody and Nebula are sent to Morag in one of I think this is my favorite usage of leftover footage from a previous film. Uh-huh. Um because Rody they're not the only two who showed up. Rody Rody and Nebula are there but also Nat and Clint show up. They immediately steal uh Quill's empty ship. I mean probably empty. It still has that lady he was sleeping with. Yeah. Uh, uh so she goes she goes on a fun ride to Vormir. Uh they, No they, man, they had a uh, they had the other ship. They just shrunk well, it right. down. Yeah, that's right. They brought a ship with them. and brought Brought it up to regular size, so so they uh, they take a ship and fly out to Vormir. But meanwhile, Rodian Nebula. This is my favorite thing of used footage in the movie. Uh, the scene from the very beginning of Guardians, where he's dancing around to uh, to come and get your love, and then because it's such a great scene, and then oh, they sh- yeah. they show that he's just listening to it on his headphones, and he looks like an idiot. Yeah, when you're looking at it from <laughs> not his perspective, you're like, oh, it's just some guy like wandering around dancing on a planet. and
1: just, <laughs> Yeah,
0: when the soundtrack's only diegetic to one guy. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. Anyway, they hit him with a stick or something and knock him unconscious, which is also nice because fuck Chris Pratt, am I right? Um, <laughs> and, the, and then they get the time stone. But unfortunately, it turns out that That's Nebula... That's the time stone. That's uh, they, the power, power stone. stone. They get the power stone. It turns out that Nebula has a weird nebula disease where if she's too close to any other nebulas, then they R2-D2 uh, out some hollow footage of, what, uh, of whatever the other Nebulas well, is doing. Well, they have the same network. So basically, like, they Wi-Fi sync up Bluetooth Why do they have style? network. There weren't more than one nebula before time travel fuckery. Well, I assume there's some sort of nonsense that she gets from Thanos's ship mm-hmm. that's like oh i can send messages or whatever to you or i can see through your eyes cuz Thanos fucking built her basically yeah, yeah yeah so when she shows up now there are two things trying to jump onto the same network and, and- what it, what it causes is she gets a headache and falls down and meanwhile the other nebula on uh on ro- or yeah on uh, Thanos's Thanos ship. ship uh suddenly starts spouting hollow footage of of a uh, rody and the power stone yeah uh which is real weird but it's fine because it gives us our villain for the movie uh Thanos is hanging out with Gamera uh, and Nebula and Ebony Maw. Um, and they're actually punishing Nebula for losing a fight, so she's already up on something. thing. Uh, they immediately assume that, that Nebula... Well, Thanos puts it all together right away, because he's smart. He's like, oh my god, they came from a time where I already succeeded, and they're trying to break it. Okay, oh, well... These assholes. We're going we're gonna to put a stop to this. Well, Nebula's already betrayed me, and he's like looking at his, real, his current Nebula, and Ebony Maw's like, Sire, do you want me to kill her? She's obviously going to be a traitor at some point in the future. And he's like, nah, I'm going to use her right now. Now get me all of the memories that that, that that Nebula has, which means he watches himself get beheaded. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, now I have enough information to know that I can send my Nebula to go get that Nebula, change all her, her armor out so she looks like that Nebula, and then send her to do some shenanigans in the future, and they'll invade the future. <laughs> yeah. Man, this movie is the most comic booky of all movies. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it kind of sets up a situation where the, the uh, MCU is stuck with all this comic book leftover bullshit. I mean, really, the fallout of this movie is... Boy, they're they going to have to hand wave. <laughs> there's got to be so much hand waving. Uh, Hawkeye and Widow go to Vormir. None of them knew that they had to sacrifice something to get the Soul Stone. So there's a big fight between the two of them for who can sacrifice themselves better. Because they're both real sad and down in the dumps about stuff. So they both want to kill themselves. And it's a big fight over who gets to kill themselves. And, and that wins. They have a fight. Black Widow wins. And she is dead. Well, yeah. Because you know for this one she's like look Hawkeye you actually have something to go back to if we undo this even if we undo the snap I, I don't really have anything else so bye yeah and she they have a scene where he tries to jump off and she stops him midair from jumping off and then she jumps off and, yeah uh, I wanted to see the Red Skulls reaction to all of this where he's just like damn these two are both really I've never this is the man every time I, I I normally have to like try and convince people to do this yeah Um. okay so yeah Hawkeye wakes up with the stone but he's sad because Nat's dead and they all all come back to report Yay. Oh wait, I'm sorry. No, they don't because they failed to get the time the uh, the space stone. Yes, so they have to go to a point where there's both Pym particles and the space stone in the same location at the same time, so they have enough Pym particles to return to the future. Uh, it is just Iron Man and Cap who are going. So th- so uh, with the space stone and the mind, I'm oh, sorry, time stone and the mind stone, go back to the the, the, the present with Hulk and Ant Man respectively. Meanwhile, Cap and Iron Man jump to 1970 in a secret Shield military base, which otherwise I would have skipped if not for the fact that we have uh John Slattery and and uh uh Michael Douglas here. Yeah. And of course, you know, the latest exam- the latest person from community to show up. Yes. That's um, I think everyone except uh, well, for uh Chevy Chase. Yeah. I, I, I've seen the list of things like three people left who have not have yet to make it in. But if that Nicole Brown shows up in a do nothing role where she identifies that the two of them should not be on the base. Yeah. Uh, and says that one of them has Mungo Jerry style sideburns, which I think was my <laughs> favorite joke in the movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, they, uh, they go get the tesseract out of, uh, holding on the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cap goes to get the pin particles. We see a aged way down. Him. Yeah, with some serious hair. And he's got the old-style Ant-Man helmet there, which is fun times. Yeah, that was a nice little callback. And uh, Iron Man runs into uh, Howard Stark, the John Slattery version, not the Dominic Cooper version. Nope. Uh, who is one... I think uh, his wife is one month away from, from giving birth to Tony. Yep. So they have a really heart-to-heart style talk about, like, how do you know when you're ready to be a dad? And what's it mean to be a dad to your kid? And so on. And yeah. it's, a, it's a very touching scene. Yeah, and especially since... So much of Iron Man stuff has been, you know, guilt around his parents and stuff like that. So him being able to have this moment is very good for him. I really like that they have stuck to having both Dominic Cooper and John Slattery play the role of Howard Stark and just whenever they need either one, they just use the one that they need. Yeah. I love that. they have It's the only one they've done that with anyone else. They just age them down digitally. Uh, Uh, So, yeah. Okay. And Cap gets to see Peggy yes. one more time, and that's going to be pretty much the catalyst for him at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they get back to the future with uh, with the uh, Space Stone. They have the Space Stone. They, so make they it got back. all the stones. They're back yeah. in the future. Unfortunately, the nebula that comes back isn't the right nebula. It's it's the 2014 it's Guardians the, era. It's still evil nebula. Yeah, she's still evil, and she starts machinating. Yeah. So they get all the stones, put them in a glove. An Iron Man-style glove. And then they have a long argument over who should get to use it. Uh, Winner is Hulk. Yeah. And again, this is another scene that I think really showcases what's going on with Thor and his depression and despair of him being like, you have to let me do this, mm-hmm. and it's just I need to be able to do something. Yeah, Thor really him, wants to do it too. Yeah, for him, he is, he's just so fucked up that at this point, he's like, even if it kills me, I want to be the one to do it, because I want to be able to get the W for once in my life. Yes. Okay, uh, I forgot to mention the Hawkeye retrieval. Uh, Nat, a long time ago, Nat went to go find Hawkeye, he has turned into Ronin. uh, he has gotten the world's worst haircut and a, and, a, and, a, <laughs> and a sleeve. I love that he's going to have to explain that shit to his family. He's going to be like, "Yeah, when you guys died, I went into a ridiculous emo sli- phase and got this, you know, this undercut and these uh th- this sleeve. Respect my new tribe tattoos, guys." Family. <laughs> dad, you look like a big dumb asshole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dad, you look like you just walked out of a Paramore concert. <laughs> Funnily enough, they oh, didn't get snapped. No one in Paramore got snapped. They're the they're basically the Beatles now. <laughs> Every other band lost at least one important guy. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, (laughs) but it turns out that they generate gamma radiation. So Hulk's like, not only am I going to be the most durable, but also the way that the stones work, I'm probably the most likely to be able to survive it. Yeah. I, and so indeed he puts on the gauntlet, it it hurts him real bad, but then he snaps his fingers and it burns his arm real bad. Yep. Uh, but he undoes the snap and nothing really seems to happen yet. But, uh, Ant-Man goes to a window and sees birds. Yes. Which I guess he's like, hey, look, birds are here. And these aren't part of the half of birds that were still alive. So I guess it must have worked. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's there's going to be so many whales because whales managed to repopulate already. In the And fa- the ensuing- there's going to be so many more whales. There's too many whales. There's, there's too- too way too many whales. There's, yeah. What's the population of the earth now? What's I- the population of whales? I, well, think about <laughs> it. You, you cut the earth's population in half and a lot of people get right to fucking because they're like, oh, screw you, Thanos. We're going to repopulate. We're going to rebuild. And then he's like, Haha, My final revenge is coming. All those people are coming back, and the population of the Earth is going to be like 11 billion. <laughs> up yours, dummies. Uh, uh, okay, so, but the first thing that happens to prove that the snap is undone is that Hawkeye gets a phone call from his wife. Yes. Now, while the whole Infinity Stone thing is happening, Nebula is setting up the time travel machine to basically just bring Thanos' entire giant fuck-off ship to the present. I'm glad they had enough Pym Particles to pull that move off. Very impressive, Douglas. (laughs) Very expensive. (laughs) Obviously, I think, I mean, up until that point in the movie, Pym Particles have been this mega precious resource because Hank Pym himself got dusted. I just assumed that Thanos picked up the little vial on Nebula's hand gauntlet time travel thing and was like, ah, this kind of particle. I'm a super genius. I'll just build them myself. Yeah, fuck it. I'll just have someone manufacture this. I'm the Thanos. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's me the Thanos. Yeah. Oh, that was also that 2014 scene is one of my other minor nitpicks. I was really hoping for uh, the other to show up again. Yeah, no. I know no one gives a shit. It's no just one me. does. It's just me. It and is I'm okay. only you. I really wanted to see him again. He, he was a terrible stupid stopgap measure that they had to use in the 2012 Avengers movie to explain the fact that Thanos was they weren't quite ready to start making Thanos appearances yep. in the film. And so they gave that they took Wesley from from Angel and was like here, you wear this dumb face cage and this green face paint and you're the mother and you say things like you are disappointing thanos and he should have been around because he dies like two days after the uh, thanos appearance in the 2014 guardians of the galaxy movie <laughs> uh, so he should have been around to get murdered by Ronan, but instead we have ebony maw Fi- it's fine it's all fine I'm, I'm not worried about it. it's okay it's fine. <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine i'm fine so at this point Uh, the giant ship shows up, shoots a shitload of missiles, blows up the Avengers base. Really crushes the time machine. They do their best to be like, see, no more time machine except for the other one at the end of the movie. (laughs) Except for that one we've got. (laughs) Uh. Oops. (laughs) Oops, all time machines. (laughs) So, (laughs) they, uh. They have a good amount of business that goes on here. We get a reference to the original Secret Wars with Hulk holding up a ton of the rubble mm-hmm. and sort of saving uh, who's down there with them. It's a uh, roadie and rocket roadie and rocket. And so there's a good visual call to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hawkeye is the one who gets to actually have the gauntlet and is running away from a shitload of bad guys. Yeah, all those... I think they're called Outriders? The The uh, Outriders, yeah. The forearm monsters that work for Thanos. Uh, So he's running through a bunch of corridors and getting to do cool arrow tricks to like blow up Outriders and grapple to high safety and so on. Oh, yeah. He gets to do a bunch of cool Hawkeye business. Which is... I mean, he survives the movie, but I mean, this is probably his last movie. I think he's just going to be on that Disney Plus show going forward. Well, yeah. I, I assume at this point he gets to be... Mentor role to Kate Bishop, yeah, and and then Kate Bishop shows up in the Young Avengers movie with I don't know stature and and some new Iron Man. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm, I, we'll I'm, talk about it. We we know who it's going to be, and it's it's a reveal for the end of the movie. Yeah, it's Riri Williams. It's uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to do Riri. I think the the fact that they already have the world's smartest black girl a, as a cast. I mean, they can do two, but I feel like they're going to that some le- some amount of racism at some point in the in the uh, marketing departments. Gonna be like, nah, if you're going to make it a black lady, it's just going to be Shuri. So <laughs> nah, full stop. No, nah. That's not happening. I think it's going to be Marley eh, and me. It'll be Marley and me. It'll be Jacob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a dead dog that got unsnapped. It'll be Marley. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry about all that. Uh, so yeah, they're all running around in bottom corridors. Nebula, evil Nebula, shows up and talks to her to her space dad. Meanwhile, on on the ship, good Nebula is converting good gamma or evil Gamora into good Gamora. Yeah, because. Gamora. we already know Gamora didn't want to do any of the Thanos business and was basically just there to try and you know not have everything be shit for her sister yeah she just hasn't quite betrayed him yet in this storyline but she was going to in like a week yeah so when future Nebula's like yeah uh, we become good sister friends like I try to kill you a whole bunch but then it turns out we're friends and sisters and betraying Thanos is great mm-hmm. and why don't you uh, come along with me and That's, we'll betray Thanos it's, together it's literally a little one scene one minute conversation that converts uh past gamora back well gamora was like man i've been looking for an excuse so sure it's just fine so the two of them go running off they have a fun mexican standoff shoot with evil with evil nebula uh where evil nebula shoots gets shot by good nebula uh, so, wiping her out of the storyline, don't worry about that. Uh, and then also where Quill, after post-snap, shows up for a dramatic moment, sees Gamora, who immediately knees him on the, in the balls. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, oh, right, because you don't have any memories of, oh. Aww. And then poor Ge- Nebula has to be like, yeah, yeah, this is definitely the one you chose. It was him or a tree. <laughs> yeah. But before we get to that, we've got the very good fight scene of Thor, Iron Man, and Cap taking on Thanos 3v1, which is real fucking good. And let me just, again, I've been talking about this Fat Thor thing. The fact that he stays that way throughout the whole movie. That he didn't just like, oh, I raise my hammer and I get hit by lightning and I'm back to being sexy Thor. I, I was surprised that Frigga didn't fix it. When she wasn't just like, I was raised by witches. Uh, uh, fat be gone. Instead she, boogity like, boogity boo. yeah, instead she was just like, hey man, eat some salads. <laughs> the the fact that he gets to be like, oh no, I'm, I'm fat and a superhero, go fuck yourself. Well, well, they basically like, turned him, turn him into all Father Thor. Uh, if they had left the eye patch on, he would be completely the comic book all Father Thor. Yeah, where he's like he's a little burlier and he's got the big braided beard and he's got the eye patch. and He just kind of starts looking like his dad. Yeah. But so anyway, the three of them go and have a fun fuck you fight with Thanos, where the biggest reveal of the movie is revealed. Yep. The uh, because. Thor goes into the fight wielding both Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, and at one point he is getting clobbered, just absolutely fucked over by Thanos, who is in a mirror of the end of Infinity War, has Stormbreaker where he's trying to push that into Thor's chest, Mm -hmm. and uh, then Mjolnir hits Thanos in the face and goes flying into the hand of Captain America. Yeah, which I think was one of my favorite moments in the film because when Thor lands in some rubble and sees it happening, he's not like jealous or anything. He's not like, like, oh no. He's just like, I knew it. (laughs) He's he's so excited to watch and then we get to watch Cap fight with the shield and the hammer where he's like throwing the shield and using the hammer to bounce the shield and stuff and it's yeah, just like hitting the shield with the hammer for extra force. Also, he's got lightning powers while he's got the hammer. Yeah, he's just being a super badass. Yeah, it's a really good fight. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, he's like, alright, well, fuck this then. He straight destroys Cap's shield in a reference to reference the, uh, to the uh, Infinity War, mm-hmm. the comic book, not the movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then calls down his army to invade the planet, and he gives us his magnum opus of what he's going to do this time. He's like, look, guys, I, 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 thought fuck cu- you. I thought cutting the world in half was good, because people would know that I did it, and they'd worship me. Instead, everyone's mad at me, so I'm gonna take my ball and go home. I'm going to erase the entire universe and i'm going to build it up from scraps as a group of people who are grateful yeah he's like look as long as there are people who remember what life was like before i destroyed half of the life in the universe they're going to be fighting against it so i'm just going to make it so nobody knows that you kind of fixed that on the first go around by using the mindstone stone dipshit just to erase everyone's memory of the thing <laughs> oh no one remembers ben Grimm anymore <laughs> All right, so anyway, yeah, and then he unleashes his army, his mighty army. When there's Cap- a great shot of Cap yeah. standing alone with this vast, huge army strapping his broken shield back on anyway. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing this then. And then we get the big climactic moment where, on your left, on, uh, I was really hoping for on your left, like the, an actual callback for, for it. Which we did. We did, yeah. Uh, any, I'm sorry. Um. All the portals start opening up. Yeah, and we get an on your left as Falcon yeah. flies past him. Yeah, so we get that. Uh, we start getting just everybody coming in in order of importance and in order of audience applause. Yeah, we get, you know, all of the Wakandans come in with like not just uh, you know, Shuri and Black Panther. We get like the full Wakandan army. Mm-hmm. Uh the Still J- no David Kaluya. I was really hoping to spot him at least at least here. Nah. No. Uh but but uh, Jabari uh, the Jabari tribe Jabari, is there. Yeah. We do get a Baku. Yeah. Uh, Shuri's there, Okoye's there. So the whole the whole uh Black Panther contingent and 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 smartly as opposed to Infinity War, this time they brought their cool airplanes. They're like, "Oh, sweet. We're just going to bring in all of our badass artillery Where were their cool airplanes in Infinity War? Uh, being rebuilt after Black Panther? That must be right. There you go. That's fair. Uh, so they bring in their cool airplanes. we yeah, have had five years to build more cool airplanes. And then another portal opens up and, uh... We get all- the Guardians. The Guardians, like the Ravagers and all that, show up. They have Howard the Duck with them. Uh, we get a whole bunch of wizards, like all of the surviving wizards that didn't get murdered by Mordo yet. Yeah, and then S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up in a big block as well. So there's just... a huge army. There's a huge fuck-off army. I think the Asgardians show up as a, as a... Yes. There's a contingent of Asgardians. We've got Valkyrie on a fucking Pegasus. Korg and Meek with battle armor and cool weapons. Yeah. every Just fucking everyone comes in. And, and uh, right as all of it is fully assembled, a blue Iron Man suit containing Gwyneth Paltrow lands. Yeah. And Spider-Man's... Everyone's here. Spider-Man's back. Everyone's back. Mm-hmm. And we get, for the first time ever, Cap actually gets to say his Avengers assemble line. Which is th- right after they finish the but it's okay. It doesn't matter. They can't hear him. He says it real quietly. I mean, he yells it, but it doesn't matter. This is a giant fucking battlefield. I, I just watched... You probably haven't seen it yourself, but I just watched the Captain Marvel movie. I'm sorry, Shazam. Uh-huh. Oh, I saw it. You saw Shazam? All I could think of was that scene where him and Savannah are floating and, and yelling at each other. Or, or Savannah's like doing his, his speech about what he'll do. And But they're up in the sky and, and Captain Marvel. Or, what? Sh- what? I can't hear you. We're in, sky- We're in the sky. You're like a mile away from me. <laughs> Speak up. Uh And he's like, Avengers assemble and you're like I ah, don't no, 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 no can hear that he yells assemble it doesn't put it and, and then uh, there's a point where Wong or Wong and uh, Cat Doctor Strange come together and they're looking around and and uh, Strange is like man is this everybody and Wong's like what were you hoping for more and then all of a sudden giant man come you know Ant-Man comes bursting from the uh, the bottom of that tower building yeah because he saves uh, Rhodey and Rocket by and Hulk going down there and being like okay I'll just get huge and push all the rubble out of the way yeah so he huges up and then here's a whole bunch more Avengers. There's just so many Avengers, you guys. Uh, and then this—this this is like a ridiculous fight scene, and it is all of the toys get mashed together, and it's amazing. It's everything you would have ever wanted to see. You, you get, get to it. see fucking uh, Scott punch one of those sky leviathans that's the that's the point where here's the thing there's a point where they're like hey we have to do some like quantum realm stuff uh but he blew up the quantum realm tunneling device and scott's like but my van's right there and he clicks a little button and it plays this little horn sound then him and evangeline lily wasp go flying off to fix it the very next shot is him punching a, a sky leviathan in giant form uh right back through the portal and i'm like hey he just went to the van and started fixing it see i think he punched the leviathan and then was sent to go deal with it mm, it's- it's backwards. I was... And the reason I'm, I'm hoping it's backwards is because it means Bill Foster's there. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter. We get, Every one of the, your fun toys, you get to... Well, mostly, it's just a big keep-away battle where they try to keep the... Uh, the gauntlet away from Thanos. Yes. So, so you get to see Spider-Man do his instant kill mode. Mm-hmm. He gets to kill like a huge pile of Outriders by stabbing them with his his backblades. Uh, All of the Marvel moms come to save well, him. I was going to say, we don't want to get to that point yet because there's also this... the uh, Before that happens, there's the scene where Scarlet Witch pops up, and faces down Thanos, and she's like, you took everything from me. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. He's, I haven't met you yet. I'm from the past. I don't... <laughs> what? Who are, what who? It was a Tuesday. <laughs> she's like, oh, you'll know who I am. And she starts murdering him, which, which she responds to by being like, hey, turn on the cannons and point them here, because I won't die from them, but she might. Yeah. They're just like, just blow up the shit. But you're gonna hit your own guys. I do I, not care. That doesn't fucking matter. Uh, so... And a great bit in that when they're shooting down, and then they all stop. Point skyward and start firing. And you're like, the hell's going on here? Yeah, what are they shooting at? And it's obvious what they're shooting at. It's it's the one missing Avenger. As Captain Marvel comes rocketing through and does her apparently a uh, signature move in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is flying through a spaceship a bunch of times, just <laughs> blowing the fuck out of Thanos' <laughs> ship. <laughs> so that then we get the Marvel mom set up because Spider-Man is running with the gauntlet. He gets his uh, back blades torn off by Thanos, lands in a pile, and uh, Marvel shows up to be like, Hey, I think I can co- I can carry that for you. And he's like here you go but are you gonna be okay with it and she's like don't worry i'll have help and then every single marvel lady shows up yeah it's a great scene i mean it it doesn't make any sense but it is a great fucking scene Uh, I mean, even Gamora shows up to just run in a like, big. Light. I don't know who this kid is, but for some <laughs> reason, deep in my soul, I must protect this pitiful little child. Uh, no, well, it's not even—they're it, all there to to escort uh, D- Danvers. Danvers has the thing, and she's running I away, and she it. flies off. I mean, yeah, but they're like we're, we're forming up, we're forming up, and we're gonna phalanx. And there's a point where like she's gonna start running with the gauntlet, and all these Marvel women start to protect her. And I'm like, ah, really? Do you think Carol Danvers needs Mantis's help all that bad? No, I'm I'm 99% sure this is all just to for save Spider-Man. Spider-Man. We're all here for Spider-Man. And all of us, our Mantis? maternal instinct just went off and we we're like, we have to save Mantis that boy. would save Spider-Man. That is true because yes. he saved her in Infinity War. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't remember your name. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's it's every single still alive Lady Avenger shows up in a big group. Yeah. And and it's it's just an awesome scene. We get uh, a great scene where Thanos and Carol go 1v1 and he tries to her, and she just does not move. Oh, that's the best no-sell that there has ever been in this MCU, yeah, he headbutts her and she just reacts in no way. Just, hmm? What was it? The, and then somebody, I'm so I'm sorry. What was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you just headbutt me? And then he reacts to that by taking the power stone out of his own gauntlet and using it to just power punch her. Yeah. And sends her flying so far that we don't see her land. And then good. She's out of the fight now, which is which is fine because she'll be back in Marvel Cap Three. The battle with I'm going to assume Annihilus. <laughs> no, Annihilus is not showing up anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. We'll that- see. I shouldn't have said Marvel Cap Three. That's not what it'll be. That's a, that, that's that's. That's a video. That's game. a video game that came out a long time ago. Captain uh, Marvel, however, yeah, Captain Marvel two. Well, she won't be. He won't be in Captain Marvel two. There's no way that's not Moonstone. <laughs> Ah! as the villain. I mean that's who else are they going to put in there that can even possibly go toe to toe. It's either going to be one of them big universe ending villains or it's going to be Moonstone just cuz she's normally Captain Marvel's villain. Lol. Well. Otherwise you're going to get who's that graviton guy? Is his name Graviton. 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 He used him in uh Agents of Shield too much. Yeah. But he's the kind of power level you need when you do a Captain Marvel movie. Uh. anyway, yeah, they have a fun fight. Uh Thanos wins. Yeah. He, he, Thanos po- man. He, it's a great It's an awesome shot though of him popping the power stone out and using it to do sort of a gut punch that just sends her flying with a big purple like explosion wave yeah and you can see him holding the power stone just fucks his arm up yeah it is not a good time for him uh, then finally uh, having broken free of her control he's got the gauntlet he puts it on he's getting ready to snap Iron Man or Doctor Strange who was barely in this movie uh, who was his whole role in the fight is there's apparently a huge lake nearby yeah, that a dam breaks and he's just sort of magic holding it they gotta quit setting up their big fight zones near these huge <laughs> dams. So he, Doctor Strange, easily one of the most powerful characters on the field, spends the whole fight holding a dam off or just doing a dam's job. Yeah. But he's like, hey, uh, this is this is your moment, Captain America, or, or Iron Man, you have to do the thing. And Iron Man dashes towards Thanos, gets knocked away, but reveals that he actually stole the stones. Yeah, because, I mean, he built the gauntlet that is currently holding it. It's basically an Iron Man gauntlet that's mm-hmm. holding the stones. So when he gets there, he can just be like, whatever, it's my fucking thing. I'll just tell it to transfer the stones to my hand. Yeah, so Thanos snaps, nothing happens. He go- He gives this stupid line again where he's like, you tried to stop me and failed. I am inevitable. And then in the ultimate callback to an old Marvel movie, uh, Iron Man says his line from the end of the first Iron Man movie. I am Iron Man. Yeah. Snap. And fucking destroys all of Thanos' shit. Well, he, he, Yeah, he dusts them. Now, the one character who we don't see at this point is Gamora. Uh, she disappears from the movie at this point, so we. She, hopefully she didn't get dusted. Hopefully he was doing his uh, his dusting of, of uh, Thanos' forces based on intent. Yeah, and I mean... The there's no way that she did, yeah. given the fact that when we see Quill in the ship later, he's doing a search for her. Yeah. Like, that has to be a main thing in Guardians 3. Yeah. So, he dusts Thanos and everybody. Thanos realizes it, sits down, looks all shocked at what's happened, and then fades away. Yep. Uh, so does Ebony Maw uh, and, and all of the rest of the army, whatever. We yeah. don't even see what happens to, like, Proxima Midnight and Corphus Clave. The fight's just too big. Yeah. I mean, we do see them fighting. Yeah. The only one of them we see get taken out other than Ebony Maw by the dusting is uh, the big one. Uh, Black Dwarf? Black Dwarf gets stomped by by uh, Giant Man. He's like chasing after someone and, and uh, gets knocked down by Spider-Man and then uh, Ant-Man steps on him and kind of squishes him around a little. Big. Yeah. Anyway, that's... Iron Man dies. Uh, Iron Man dies. He There's very little... About, it's a pretty straightforward death. Yeah, we get the uh, mirror of Peter's death from Infinity War with Peter over Iron Man now. And then Gwyneth Paltrow just sort of moves him out of the way. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm the wife. What the fuck are you doing, kid? Come on, kid. Get the fuck out of here. Basically, she's just there to tell Iron Man it's okay. You she's can go to rest. You can kid. sleep now. It's fine. I got the kid. It's fine. Uh, so he dies, and then we basically cut to seven endings in a row because it's the end of all this stuff. Yay! Yep. We get uh Tony's funeral. Uh, Tony's where we funeral see is great. A shitload of, of people. It's basically everybody gets into their own little click clicks and just sort of hangs out in groups. So you got the core Avengers, the core Guardians, uh, some Shield guys, the Asgardians, Strange, Carol, uh, Nick Fury shows up who's the closest person there is to Carol, and some guy. Yeah, some guy which... It's Ty Simpkin. If you know actors, you know, he was in the Jurassic World movies, too. Uh, cause but he, he's the kid from he, Iron Man 3. Yeah, he played Marley in Iron Man 3. So they they, they brought him back just to stand there at the funeral. Yeah. The core Ant-Man group is there. So Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. I mean, there are so many people. In there's this a movie. lot of people. There are a lot of people that show up that I think someone was saying, like, I counted at least five Academy Award nominees that have no lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, people have complained that Iron Man gets a lavish private funeral and that Natasha doesn't. Yeah. But no one really knows Natasha except the Avengers and they have their own little private ceremony for her. And how far did you want Hulk to throw that bench? <laughs> I, I just I feel like that they they did. The reason you forget it happens is because it happens at like the hour and a half mark. Yeah. I mean they have so much business left. <laughs> yeah. Anyway uh, then they send they have to put the stones back where they got them, so they don't fuck up the timeline. So they send Iron Man, or sorry, Cap, to do that, which is going to lead to some weird moments. So Cap leaves. He's got all the stones. He, he presumably has- puts them all back. He also then- has Mjolnir, so that's, he's presumably going to put that back. Yeah, because you know Thor still needs that in his timeline. So luckily, Pym particles also work as a teleport wherever you need to, in addition to whenever you need to device. Mm-hmm. So he teleports to-, to Morag and Vormir to Vormir, where presumably he just gives the stone to Red Skull. That's that's a moment. I want just shows up and it's like, huh? What fuck? What? what? <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, I also off. want to get Red Skull's reaction to capsule He was like, no, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, didn't you die? No, I I was frozen for like seventy years. Didn't oh, did you die? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, hey, now that you have time travel, you should go back and live with Peggy for your whole life. That's what I'd like for you, Red Skull. How you doing? Hi, I'm Red <laughs> Skull. I love. That's what I want. I want it to be a little reconciliation because Red Skull's just been living as a cursed ghost shell for. Yeah, he's like proximity to the soul gem has just fucked my shit up ever. Not, I'm, I'm not not the Red Skull. I just look like him. I am just currently the caretaker of the Soul Stone. That's so all he, I am. When he sees Cap, I just want to be like, oh, thanks for the Soul Stone. Hey, you know what you should do? You know you what you should really do? You do you, boo. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> um, but but anyway, yeah, he goes and does all the stone returns, put them back in their timeline so all those other timelines aren't fucked up. Although that leads to an interesting question. The core timeline, the central timeline, now has no Infinity Stones in it. They they had some for a little while. Those got blown up. They got some more ones. They put them all back. The core timeline has no Infinity Stones. Aren't they a to Universe, well, because what uh the ancient one was saying was actually removing it from the timeline. Oh, because not- then that it's fully gone. When Thanos destroyed them, he just blew them up. He they're- blew them up. Yeah, so they're at they're just atomically present. Yeah. They're they're there, but they're in little bits. Yeah, they're just spread throughout the galaxy. You can't destroy the infinity stones, but you can spread them out. Okay. Like peanut fair. butter. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious cosmic peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Which means also that some supervillain can like especially say molecule man could easily put them back together. I mean, at some point if they really want to do Adam Warlock or whatever, they can be like, hey, he manages to get some shit. They set him up. I, I, I would be, Yes, it, they did. It'd be weird if they didn't do it, do, him. Also, do him. Also, there was apparently, there was going to be the scene of Thanos rampaging through Xandar. It was going to be an Infinity War, and they cut it, because they were like, there aren't enough people on Xandar that anyone's familiar with that we can just do it without having to have a lot of explanation. Uh-huh. But I'm sad they didn't, because it means we can't do the world mind creating Nova. <laughs> uh, I assume that if they want to do Nova, they'll have to put, they'll have to stick him into the beginning of Guardians 3 as well. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Meanwhile, they try to bring him back yeah. from his time travel stuff. We don't actually see him putting the stones back. No. It's, they just go, look, it's going to be like five seconds for us, regardless of how long it takes you. Mm-hmm. So they send him back, count to five, hit the button. He doesn't come back. And then they notice an old dude sitting on a bench. And it's, it's old Cap. And he spent his whole life hanging out with Peggy and got his, his life. And uh, I have a hard time. To- well, I would have a hard time pulling this off. Cap's a better man than I I mean, he's a better man than everybody. But but he's like, I'm going to go back and live in 1946. I'm like, I couldn't, I'm good, good on you for being able to do it, but you're moving away from the internet. Well, the big thing for me is less what you're giving up and more being like, so Captain America's sitting there and he's like, all right, well, I can't tell anybody about any of the upcoming problems that we're going to have. I don't stop nine 11. I don't, the thing is he can and probably does. Cause that's not the same timeline as the one he comes back to, to get, to be an old man and say hi to everybody. He creates an alternate timeline by going there and being there. Cause he didn't go there and be there previously. So that's a whole separate timeline. Uh, um, then, then how is he there? He when he when he finally gets old enough and Peggy dies, he uses the wristband and jumps back to the same timeline. He doesn't have the wristband. He had the wristband the whole time. He was supposed to come back. You need the wristband to come back. He was supposed to do it after he got all the stones done. He just didn't. <laughs> Instead, he aged to a reasonable to to but if he was man. If he was in a different timeline, he wouldn't be able to jump back because his timeline would have been split off. The only way he would be able to come back is to go back to the point where he had made the convergent timeline and then come back. But at that point, why wouldn't he? Why would he have trouble with that? Pim Pim's alive in that timeline. He just goes and some, or, or he. There's no reason he can't take all the Pim particles he wants. Plus, I've got the Russos on my side on this one. They've already confirmed that he lived his life in an alternate timeline. <laughs> So, so it's fine. He jumps back instead of living his life and then showing up out of the woods in that fort, like Field of Dreamsing onto that bench. He uses time travel to jump to that spot and then is like, "Hi guys, I'm sitting on the bench." sure Mm -hmm. why not also if you want some further explanation he used Pym particles to shrink before he teleported back to that time pad and then he walked over there as an old man and grew back (laughs) up because he's a natural born showman remember when he used to have a USO show oh he understands the importance of putting on the correct show yeah exactly but he was living in an alternate timeline the whole time which is very convenient because he never has to explain to his wife in that timeline that one time when he made out with his niece (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, no, I mean, it wouldn't be his niece, it would be her yeah, niece. Yeah, it's, it's her niece, which is still really, but from some guy that, she, that he never marries. Yeah. Oh, she never marries. So, uh, I mean, he also never marries that guy. I assume. I assume. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He might have married. We don't know. He that could married be some, a polycule. Yeah, might have married some guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the, it's the Peggy, Cap, and some guy three-way. If anyone's going to understand a polycule, it's Cap. Cap's going to be completely okay with it. Oh, that. he's going to come back in time and be like, guys, I've, I've brought back information from the future, including swim. Swinging. <laughs> Yeah, it's the 40s. We all know what swinging is. <laughs> Everyone's read The Great Gatsby. What do you What, do you, what do you even... What do you even... What? No, but I'm talking about, like, with a committed relationship. Oh, that's fascinating. Ooh. Ooh tell me more. <laughs> anyway, uh, he we, gives the uh, shield to uh, Falcon, I, giving us the falcap. I, I mean, I understand that that's what it is in the comics, but Falcon is such a minor character in these. I, I really wish there'd been more Falcon stuff in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he was dead. Because there's certainly... Here's where the Falcon goes from here. Disney Plus. There's a Falcon and... and and, uh, Winter Soldier show that's coming yeah uh, so that's gonna be where all that development happens uh, meanwhile Thor and Valkyrie have a conversation in New Asgard uh, where he reveals that he's gonna go off on his own somewhere and he's like hey I can't be the king of New Asgard anymore so by the whatever fat Thor powers I uh, you are you. and she's like really because uh, I'm the one who didn't do three movies where I learned to be a leader no it was three movies where Thor kept trying to be a leader and fucking everything and up. learning he was spending the whole time learning learning to be a learning good that he wasn't a good and leader, and then he was a leader at the end of the third one he was the leader of asgard at the end of the third one and also what's he doing putting her in charge what are her credentials strongest he, she's just like oh second strongest avenger <laughs> she's strongest Asgardian after him yeah i guess that must be but i mean stre- you live in norway now you don't need to have contests of wills to determine who's in charge you have socialized health care nah man new asgard new asgard rules <laughs> But anyway, yeah, he puts her in charge, mostly just to lampshade. The, or I guess to put, a, hang a uh, lampshade on her never being in another movie again. For uh, so she's just like, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm the mayor of this little town by decree of the king of of the planet we used to live on. Uh, I didn't live on it, but anyway, I so, mean, she did at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay but then he shows up on the benatar cuz he's yeah. going to be in, in Guardians 3 and yeah, uh, name drops as Guardians of the Galaxy which is an actual thing mm-hmm. and we get a little back and forth between him and Quill which is wonderful and it's established that Nebula is definitely joining the crew well and uh <sighs> What else do we get? Anything? Uh, yeah, but the conversation between Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch at, at Tony's funeral. There's a, the, the two of them are, have skipped the funeral because they have their own people to be sad about. Oh, yeah. is uh, still thinking about Black Widow, and, and uh, Scarlet Witch is still thinking about Vision, and they have a little conversation about how the two of them would appreciate what's happened. Yeah, and definitely she's going to use her reality warping powers to bring Vision back to life and have children with him, just like in the comics. I think the only other one uh, is the biggest question that this movie generates, which is because uh, we get a shot of Spider-Man returning to his high school and hugging Ned, which we've established that five years have indeed gone by, because Cassie Lang is still five years older than she was. Uh, so oh, Yeah, well, that just means Ned got dusted. Which means that that, that next Spider-Man movie is going to have to be like, hey, you know how every major character in, in the Spider-Man movies got dusted? Well, I mean, the only ones we see that are still the same are him, Ned, Flash Thompson, and Mary Jane. And, and his mom, and Happy Hogan. Uh, and, I, yeah, I think that might be it. I mean, we... We don't see. know if Hogan or his mom actually got dusted or not. They could be five years older. I, guess, I feel like we'd probably know if his mom's right about to turn into the other Aunt May. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's going to have to be like most of the kids in that high school that mattered got dusted. Isn't that convenient? Yeah. Yeah. I hope that that means that they can send back the Vulture's daughter at some point and she's five years older. Yeah. she be like, I'm the new Vulture now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Then she can be one of the villains of the Young Avengers. <laughs> like, look, I'm part of the Sinister Six. It's uh, me and Abomination and Scorpion and, I don't know, Justin Hammer. Uh, who oh, else man, to- we got Mysterio coming up. Yeah. So we've got that. We Honestly, the only thing we really need is a replacement for Green Goblin. Well, it's not like Norm Osborne's dead in this universe. They just haven't used him because he was the villain of the first Spider-Man. Yeah. They could put him in whenever they want. We can get a Green Gobbo. Yeah. So they're... I hope he's wearing a purple nightcap. And indeed, no post-credits sequence there was. Nope. We get a very good uh, end credits sequence. With like signatures in it. And... Yeah. I mean, the the last final shots of the Avengers, and it's a very good farewell mm-hmm. sequence to that. I've read interviews with people who are like, I don't think any of them are coming back the, of the Core Six. I think they pretty much wrote them all out because Cav's 95, uh, Iron Man's dead, Black Widow's dead. Hawkeye is definitely going to retire go spend all of his time yeah, with his Hawkeye family. was already retired and now he actually can. I think that, that, that basically that pretty much leaves Thor who's going to be off of the Guardians and is definitely going to be in a movie and Ruffalo, I, I feel like there's no good reason for him to retire. Like why he could just become new, the new voice of smart stuff whenever they need smart stuff. I would. There's two things I want. Either I want there to be a mister Fixit storyline or I want there to be a Maestro storyline because we've already got time travel and dumb nonsense. Yeah, well, especially because they use a time machine at the end to send cap around that means that the the Avengers have a time machine still so there's no reason that the next movie can't be time shenanigans which is why i i believe that the actual villain of the next phases is kang i think we're gonna have to put a bet down on this one to see what Kang an- the conqueror makes the most sense yeah i think it's nihilus. well yours makes no sense and mine does so it's gonna be really weird when i'm right then isn't it it's good. that honestly if it was a i'd be like this is the dumbest weirdest thing i've ever seen <laughs> yeah it sure is weird how right jeff was <laughs> yeah i mean Considering that's not going to happen, it would be very weird if you yeah. were. So there you have it. That's. Uh, so we'll see. what. It, it's all on tape. All of it. We've yeah. got a record. Years from now when Avengers 5 comes out. And it's, and it's Kang. And, they, and you're going to be like, oh. What if it's both of them? We'll be so <laughs> mad. Kang and Annihilus show up together like, we're best of friends. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I'm brought, messy. And I am neat. <laughs> <laughs> I brought Annihilus from the future. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> we're the original odd couple. <laughs> I made spaghetti. It's linguine. (laughs) Those two characters do not belong together. (laughs) They do not. Yeah. Anyway, so we've talked a, a whole lot. There's a lot of nitpicks. That Jeff has that we could get into if we want to. How no, long are we at right no, now? we're we're way over for budget. It's like we're like an hour and twenty. But no, I, I already vo- voiced most of them, so I'm really not worried at this point about going forward with them. Yeah, I mean, almost everything. I I mean, there's a lot of leftover questions that're gonna have to be answered. Like like uh, I, I feel like the way that they're gonna fix it because right now in the Marvel universe it's 2023, mm-hmm. um, which is a problem. That that Spider-Man universe movie that's coming, I feel like they're probably gonna set it before the dusting. I mean, you could, and maybe. Maybe even should do that, because then that lets you have a good, clean break. Because if you look at it, what are the next couple of movies that are coming out? You've got Black- Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi they can set whenever the fuck they want. Yeah. They can be like, oh, Shang-Chi, it was in the 80s, whatever, it's an or, 80s movie. Yeah, we can just straight up do a, like, Kung Fu 70s movie yeah. if we want to. The Eternals, it's in fucking space. It doesn't matter what year it is, don't worry about it. Uh, Black Widow, prequel. I feel like they could just con- they could just throw movies at us that happened before the snap until it's 2023. <laughs> And be like, there, fine, fuck it, we're done. (laughs) (sighs) Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my big thing was, man, you took Thanos out of the past, and he came to the future. And if he's in the future, he can't snap from the past.
1: So <laughs> That's a different you...
0: Thanos from an alternate timeline. <laughs> but it's not an alternate timeline. It is an alternate timeline. The moment you go to an alternate timeline, you create an alternate timeline. But it, they didn't go to an alternate timeline. They went to their timeline, which is why they had to return the stones. Yeah, to but make the, sure but the moment you go to the past happen. in an in your own timeline, if you go to the past, you're in an alternate timeline now. You can't go to your own past. You can't go back there. You can go to an alternate timeline past but you cannot go just right back into your own past. <laughs> Anytime you go anywhere in time, it's an alternate timeline. All of them. It's all alternate. It is. That's that's the easy, the only way that the movie works is every single time you time travel, wherever you're going or why, you have to go to an alternate timeline. You can choose the alternate timeline if you want. Like, so for example, when you go from alternate 2014 Morag back to the timeline you came from 2019 Avengers Endgame, uh, but you but if you go back to the past to a, a place you have yet to be to, new alternate timeline. Then how are you coming back to where you left from? Like I said, you can choose it. it, it when when you're going back from the timeline you left, you can choose the timeline that you'd like to go to. The only one you can't choose is the one you are currently in. I don't, So could I just go like, okay, I go to 1950 mm-hmm, sure, and, and then I jump back. Yeah. And then I go to 1950 and I jump back and I go to 1950 and I jump back. I'm not going to see myself back then time traveling because every time I time travel, it's an alternate universe. That's correct. Yes. That's the way that this movie works. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. You, why not? They, they, there's, there's two layers to it, which I think is confusing to a lot of people. One of them is anytime you jump back anywhere you go, you're, you're creating... A new timeline. Um, the other is that, uh, and also, if you were to jump back, you probably would see yourself, but it'd be an alternate yourself who was also there, because uh, because you're going to jump back to a timeline. Alternate line. yourself, yeah, because you're going to jump back to a point where, yeah, you were. I mean, that's that's what happens with the with the nebulas. Um, but the other thing is that because of the conversation with Tilda Swinton in the movie, you think, oh, alternate timelines only are created when you steal the stones. No, only alternate evil timelines. They're created when you alternate steal stones. evil. They're not timelines. evil. They're just fucked. You create. <laughs> you create. You fuck those timelines, and no one. They actually do create two fucked timelines in this movie there there are two words like whoops we fucked them up and we can't do anything about it um but but uh what did they do i'm trying to remember which ones they were it's the one where natasha dies and the one where um it's the 24 actually i think it's the same one because it's the 20 it's the guardians of the galaxy timeline is fucked that timeline gets perma fucked because thanos leaves it yeah they bring back they don't go put a thanos back yeah so that timeline is turbo fucked and they can't fix it (laughs) Well, that timeline just never has Thanos do anything then. Yeah. From that point forward. Yeah. But technically, it creates a busted-ass timeline where shit's going to go all wrong. And- well, no, it creates a timeline where there was never a snap. Yeah. Instead, that timeline gets all cancerous and gross and turns into a negative zone, and then that's how you get Annihilus. Yeah, but it wouldn't do that because they still have uh, all the stones there, even if they don't have a Thanos. You got me there. That's true. Yeah, suck a dick. Yeah. No Annihilus. No. No, <laughs> no Annihilus 2020. <laughs> It won't be in 2020. The next Avengers movie is probably three to five years away. Oh, hell yeah. Kang for president 2024. They'll start dropping hints in the next couple of movies, probably like in Doctor Strange 2 and stuff, of who it's going to be. But it'll be a nihilist. But it'll be Kang. (laughs) See, I don't... Here's the thing. I I don't know why I have this in my head. Maybe it's because from from old collector cards or something. I've always thought that Kang is basically an alternate version of Doom from the future. No. He's basically, what if Doom happened in the future? You'd get this Kang the Conqueror guy. No, Kang is just... From way the fuck in the future and is like what are you? I am I mean, like Doom in that he is a dictator? Yes. Okay. But he is not related to Doom in any way. Well, I never thought he was related. I just thought he was like the same story but in the future. Kind of like how the Legion of Superheroes has you know, a lot of that shit happening in the DC universe. But anyway, I, t- to me I was always like you can't do Kang until you do Doom. Which honestly, we're probably both wrong and it's probably Doom. No, it's definitely not Doom. Doom I mean, is- I would love for it to be Doom. That would be my A number one choice because he provides a mystical, technological... Uh, problem for people to deal with. So you have both things for Strange, Wakanda, he's got his own country, so Mm -hmm. he gets to be on the same footing as things like Wakanda. He's basically Iron Man, or Doctor Strange in an Iron Man suit. He's an amazing character. Yeah. uh, With Captain America's sheer resolve. He would have been perfect as the villain the first go-round, but they didn't have the the rights to him. No. Um, But they didn't know they were going to have the rights when they've definitely already programmed out the next, like, five years of movies. So, can? The Conqueror. Mm. Mm. Yep. Mm. Annihilus. (laughs) And we're going to get a shot of him on the toilet. That's my big prediction. Annihilus on the toilet, 2024. (laughs) Annihilus in the Thanos copter, 2024. (laughs) All right. We've 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 talked about this for enough time. We should rate it and be done with it. Or Jeff. I guess favorites and least favorites. Jeff, give me, give me the best thing in this movie for you. Give me one moment in this movie that's the most standout. Uh, the funniest thing in the movie for me in the standout moment was when the Hulk goes back to the 2012 Avengers era, uh, sees his fat past self rampaging on a car and throwing motorcycles at bad guys and stuff and looks super embarrassed. He's <laughs> like, I can't believe uh, Yeah. Man. And they're like, hey, go go get the stone and I don't know, try to smash some stuff along the way. So you look right. So you should go you should smash while you're moving along so people think you're you and he's like i don't know it kind of feels obligatory <laughs> just kind of goes out and like bah, bashes like barely the top of a taxi and like hucks a motorcycle he's, two feet bah. it's this great moment i loved it i love that moment it was probably my f- it was the point that got me the hardest uh, what about you oh i mean <sighs> Probably the best moment for me is Cap with the th- Cap and Mjolnir. Yeah, it's a really cool scene. It's it's so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't get a little teary eyed at the death of Tony. No, like, there's a lot of tears in this movie. There's 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 several moments of good tears, but uh, I think Happy Hogan talking to Morgan Stark is another yeah, that that is a heartbreaker. But I think as far as just shots go, I think my favorite shot in the film is honestly Cap with the background of this entire thanos army and him alone like that's such a great shot it's really good it's a great shot uh so worst thing in the movie for you it's just i'm just gonna say hawkeye's haircut and call it a day (laughs) so is that that all right that is more than all right okay great what about you because that that side buzz (laughs) it looks like his barber got snapped halfway through the cut (laughs) i mean i know that's not what happened but that's what happened in my head oh that is that's good that's very good thank you (laughs) uh so mm, Low point of the movie for me. God, that's hard to pick. Uh, there wasn't a lot that I hated in this film. I'm probably still gonna say the introduction of Fat Thor. Oh yeah, when they're in his his house, and he's just playing video games and getting drunk and yelling about snacks. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, like it, that. That's not that great. I mean, as soon as they mention Thanos and he gets very serious and he's like, "We don't say that name." Yeah, he's like, made, they, they do a whole Thorbowski thing all the way through the movie. Yeah. I I I honestly probably would have liked that better if they had played it serious- Yes. for most of it, instead of almost all of it is done for laughs. Yeah, it's almost entirely jokes. You get the cheese whiz for blood joke. You get the yeah, eat, he, eat some salads. Yeah, I would have definitely preferred if they're like, no, man, he's like this because he's in pain, and yeah. that's why this is happening. And you get a little bit of that, but I think especially the introduction is the weak point of that. And like you said, the like fat suit thing that he's in is just kind of like, ah, okay. It looks like the kind of shit you'd buy at a Halloween store. It's It, it looks like he's wearing a breastplate. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Not good. Good Newman. <sighs> So there you go. Ooh. We're gonna we're gonna now give the rating zero to five each of us for a rating out of ten of Avengers Endgame four and a half. Very good, four and a half. There, we've done I've done five for other Marvel movies. Yeah, uh, and, and I would stand by my belief that there are better Marvel movies than this one. Yeah, I. It's really good, and it's certainly there's there's no way you're not seeing it if you're a fan of these movies in general. Uh, but I I, I don't think it's as good as for, say for example Black Panther. No, I mean I would put Winter Soldier above this, and mm. I would put Black. So Panther War. about the above this uh i would put first avenger above this not the first avengers film but you yeah, know captain, I, I, captain america first, first avenger. avenger yeah yeah no i, I totally I, I get you um I would probably put Guardians. Two. I would put Guardians Two above this. I put, I'd put, it put on this with abo- this. Yeah, Guardians One. I'd say is about the same as this. Yeah, it's going to slot right in. It's a really good MCU movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I'll I'll probably give it a four and a half as well. Take it to nine. I, there's a part of me that wants to say five just to take it to nine and a half. <laughs> what do you want to give me a four? You want me to give it a four point seven five in a groundbreaking first for movie mastery history? <laughs> Jeff gives this a four point seven five out of Five. i mean there's no rules yeah we can do whatever we want yeah i I get get a four point five and a handful of dry spaghetti (laughs) Ooh. yeah yeah let's you know what let's go ahead and say it's a nine and a half yeah it's a nine and a half it's a nine and a half weeks we go to an alternate timeline where we've been giving quarter (laughs) scores the whole time god damn it i hate Time travel so much. <laughs> I can't wait for them to hand wave that shit out of every future movie when they're like, why don't we just travel through time to fix the problem? There's a time machine out by Tony Stark's old house. Yeah, but when we travel through time, it creates a timeline. You see, when that happens, we won't be able to affect our timeline. It'll be a different timeline. That doesn't matter as long as we solve the problem. Say, for example, we use the time machine to jump into the 2014 Guardians of the Galaxy universe to 10 seconds before uh, Natalie would have died on, on Vormir. Obviously, she's going to be on Earth because Na- Thanos doesn't cause any shenanigans because he's dead. And we just get her and bring her back with us. Now we have a Natalie. <laughs> do any of them? Why don't we just do that? Why don't whenever there's a problem, we just jump to various points in history and like solve it with seventy different Thors? I mean, you couldn't do it. With, uh, you could do it with that one if you wanted to doom a universe. If you no, because like, then you return all of them to where they were. Oh, eventually, sure. Yeah, you but it, go look. We're gonna take seventy Thors and beat up whatever the problem is, and then put all the Thors back. I'll well, be fine. We'll just do Secret Wars two. <laughs> secret Thors? Yeah, Secret Thors. <laughs> Well, have you ever actually seen what was going on in Secret Wars 2, the uh, storyline, where they were like, oh, we pulled in... It's not just that we pulled uh, all the planet and made a, a battle planet out of it. Yeah. We pulled in all the timelines li- time and dimensions. So Thor's become an intergalactic police force of Thor's. Yeah, and there's the fucking original five old school X-Men. Mm-hmm. There's fucking... There's a place where, like, Doom controls everything. There's a yeah. whole bunch of shit. Doom controls and... the Thor core. Ah, uh, the Thor core. Yeah, so that's... uh <laughs> Thor Bay. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Uh, that, so maybe... Nine and a half. Fuck it. Nine, nine and, and a half. Nine it's a, nine and, and a half. nine and a half. It's, it's, it's a real it's, goddamn it's good. It's a solid movie. It's, it's completely it's, worth it's, seeing. Uh, you don't, who, who if you have been along, along who, for the ride... Who the fuck is on the fence about Endgame? Yeah, no. You if could... if you have come along for the ride with these 22 movies and you watch this, mm-hmm. you're going to enjoy it because you're already invested 22 deep. Yeah. I don't know who, who's on the fence here who's like, you know what? Infinity War is where I decided to get off that train. <laughs> I, I figured I'll get to that and not see how it ends. I won't see anything above twenty. Twenty one Marvel movies. I, I have seen a lot of people on the internet being like, this is the point where I get off, where I'm, I'm not going to go see the next Spider-Man movie. I'm just, I've, I've seen enough superhero movies, and I'm like, I don't know why people feel like that's a thing. You know how many fucking like hundreds of horror films I've seen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I, I guess fatigue could set in, but it's like two hours a couple times a year. What do you care? Yeah, like, I'm going to go see the Spider-Man movie because I like Tom Holland. Like, it's good. It's a fun thing where things happen, but, you know, it's, again, like you say, you're only seeing one every several months which to me i'm like oh man i'm so tired of playing a video game because i play it once every several months i'm like my dude hon we already had sex this month (laughs) can we wait a couple months this is where i get off that train this is where i get that train off (laughs) the sex train thomas the tank engine (laughs) the fuck train we'll go hungry this winter Well, there you have it. That's, uh, that's the movie. It's definitely worth seeing. And we're definitely worth contributing a couple of bucks to. So why don't you head on down to patreon.com slash system mastery and give us a couple of bucks. Hell yeah. This is already the most overblown episode ever. So you want to just call it there? I mean, honestly, it's fine. The movie's three hours. We can be long as well. Uh, and you know, unlike the movie, you could pause this and go to the bathroom. So it's fine. Yeah, go ahead. You can do whatever you want. I mean, if you choose to sit on the movie till it comes out on uh Blu-ray or, or, uh, digital download then you can pause it and go to the bathroom whenever you want yeah yeah and uh be sure to check us out on Twitter we've got the uh link to our Discord and we have our spoilers channel right now so if you're looking to discuss the movie with people and we've got a great group of people in our discord so if you want to go there we've got a whole channel where you can discuss this without worrying about ruining it f- for anyone uh, I forgot John yes uh, and I'm gonna make this a round hour and 45 because I forgot to give you the report on the people in the theater who oh in yes neighborhood. and let's we- end this on what was Jeff doing in the theater here I, I, and as always this is prefaced by the fact that I have really strong ADHD and so normally when I'm in a theater all I can pay attention to is was the people who were near me instead of the movie mm-hmm. uh, on my left was a person who complained that I had gotten the best seats in the theater by being the first person to buy tickets which I was amazed by because I bought them the day before the movie yeah but that theater never has anyone I there uh, but he also was the kind of person who recites the dis- the uh, IMDB profile of everyone he sees during the film <laughs> so he'd be like oh that guy was also in those Mission Impossible movies uh, quietly to his wife all the way through the film who I could see was suffering <laughs> uh, and sitting where- next to where John would have been had he made the movie with me uh, was the ovalest man I've ever seen. Uh, He was basically like egg-shaped. Like, he was just like a big egg with a couple of stumpy legs at the bottom. Um, He... (sighs) Ate popcorn robotically for the first forty-five minutes of the film, and when I say robotically, I mean with the exact same cadence, the exact same amount of time between each bite, and it was a, it was a slow rotation. There was no break in the rotation. It was it, it, it was like he was he had a conveyor belt for an arm He because he ate everything with his mouth open because there was no point where he could close his mouth. Uh, by the time he would have closed his mouth, the next load of popcorn was there. Yeah, obviously, uh, he had both a sleep and awake apnea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person I've ever seen to have because routinely during his breathing, he'd be like, while well, awake. He would be like, "Gah!" <gasps> <sighs> <sighs> Over and over again, and you could tell he had a sleep apnea because he fell uh, fell asleep at the exact moment he ran out of popcorn. The popcorn was the only thing keeping him awake. (laughs) Uh, At that point, he fell asleep and snored loudly through the remainder of the film. At one point, people were trying to wake him up from the seats behind me by kicking a seat to no avail. I think it would take a lot more than the kicking of a mild mild child to wake up this hill giant. Wow, Um, he was when the movie was over. He rose up and just walked right back out of the theater. He had seen very little of it. Man, I cannot imagine. I mean, honestly. The thing that gets me the most is paying to go see a movie and then just falling asleep. I mean, here's the thing. That's the one spot where I'm kind of with this guy. Though eating popcorn with your mouth open is a sin I can't forget. Um, it's the, I don't know why they still sell it in theaters. It's the worst possible theater food. Um, actually, I do know the history of that, but we don't have time for that nonsense. Um... <sighs> but I'm an old tired dad and there are points where I'm like oh my god do I get to be alone in a movie theater and air conditioning for three hours I am bringing a fucking blanket <laughs> that is that's my own private time to do with as I please and god damn it if I don't want to be asleep yeah but if that's what you want to do don't go see end game opening weekend that, that's definitely true you go see it the last weekend when they're still scraping up a couple of bucks yeah uh, anyway anyhow there you go that's my report thank you and thank you for joining us here on the this super big, long episode of Movie Mastery. We will, of course, be back in another couple weeks with more. And if you want to, you can go on to SystemMasteryPodcast.com, go to the Movie Mastery tab in theaters now, and you can vote for the next thing that we'll go see. Oh, yeah. I, I know when it comes out, we're going to have to go see Sonic. So, Jesus. When does is that? Is, that's not for months. No. Yeah. So, Who knows, anyway. Next month has probably got something that we're going to see. I can't think of what it would be. Yep. So, anyway. go on there. The poll will be uh, up oh god it's the x-men oh wait that'll be in june in june anyway sorry it'll be there you can vote you'll see what it is yeah all right thank you thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks